Yeah. You know, it's like the the fucking how do you call it? Remember the little green aliens that are in the fucking vending machine? Yes, at, uh, the claw yes, machine yes, yes. at um, <laughs> Pizza Planet Toy and Story. Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. That's how everybody on the internet is. <laughs> and then when one of us gets picked by the claw, we're all like, go, go to the stars. You know what I'm saying? You need gas? We got it. Save money. Use cash. We launder it. Deals. 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 We can also clean your windshield. Deals. Spiros. Cash. Deals. Gas. Deals. Deals. Have you been to a Smashville game? Yes. It is, is all it, it, electric. So it is a full-blown electric factory. Yes. In yeah, the, and I, just... I went I went like pre-pandemic. So it was, and I mean, it was a meaningless game. And it was rock. It felt like a college game. Like... But like it's on funny a way you say that. scale. Yeah. And where you know it was like what, people are chanting, there's music, there's like essentially oh, yeah. a marching band because they have like a live band. Right. Yeah. And then you, and the other thing that you have to factor in is like it's on Broadway. So people go out on Broadway and then go to the game and then go back out on Broadway. So everyone is gone. Zone. Yeah, dude, they have it. They're <laughs> doing it right down there. Dude, not supposed to be a hockey market. And that city has embraced that team insane i still think they should have an mlb team i don't know why tennessee doesn't it makes zero sense to me there that's one of the things that they've been like kind of pitching is they've been trying to get a team here because like i mean the closest team geographically is the cincinnati reds which suck is it i thought it was the atlanta braves it's like a top that's why i say geographically because if you look right. at the actual mileage oh, but okay, okay, everyone okay. from georgia is like th- there's more georgians here than ohioans so like, oh, gotcha. Okay. There's more okay. Braves. Very interesting. Then, you know, what gotcha. I mean? but it's like, what is Tampa Bay doing down there in an empty so, fucking dome? Funny. You just said that my, my, I'm like, what move this team yeah. out of Tampa Bay? Why are they there? They should be either be in Tennessee as option B. And I think option A for them should be in like Charleston, South Carolina, or yeah, like something like that. Charlotte, Anything. North Carolina and call yeah. them the Carolina Rays. Yeah. And it fits perfectly. And, and like, you're in nobody... fucking North Carolina. Like, Nobody would miss them. No, no, absolutely not. Who the 16 people that go to every way game? Way more fans. Absolutely. And they get money from whatever state to build a yeah. brand new stadium oh, instead yeah, of that yeah. shithole that Tropicana <laughs> Field is. It's embarrassing. Fly ball. It, it's it is literally, emba- it's embarrassing. literally embarrassing to the league that that is a stadium that like a prof- that like an MLB franchise plays in. It's really a joke. The Woo Sox have a better stadium. Than Tropicana Field, it's not a joke. They're probably a fucking better team than half the MLB. Of course, <laughs> dude. But you and the thing that's frustrating is like Tampa Bay is like good. Yeah, like they're good. Like, they're yeah. actually good, and their payroll's Legi- like fifty million dollars a year. Yeah, of course they're. Oh yeah, they might win the division, <laughs> dude. They were in the freaking World Series last year. Yeah, yeah. And like that wasn't and like a fluke either. Like no, like you and could the make the case is, that other teams did well because of the shortened season and yada yada yada. Sure, yada. no, the right, Rays are course. legit. They're, they have the best the best scouting department in Major League Baseball. How else would you compete every year with a with a forty five million dollar payroll? They took the Billy Bean formula and put it on steroids. Right? Yeah. Bill Bill over there in Oakland needs to figure out how to win a playoff game because they're because they're another they are they are embarrassment. They're but yeah exactly. But they're building a new stadium. 
yeah, finally. That thing's They're getting out of that gorgeous. shit hole. What's it called? Uh, not old Coliseum. It's called something else now. Oh, my God. I it couldn't used to even be, tell you. Yeah, it used to just be called the o- Oakland Coliseum. I'm trying to remember what it's called now. Whatever. The shithole. It sucks. Yeah. Either way, it sucks Probably, ass. Yeah. Insert like, name so- of a bank. And there's too many teams in the MLB and the and, and the NBA that are just meddling, yeah. That just have no purpose in the league. What What are the yeah. Arizona Diamondbacks doing? What are the Colorado what are the Rockies Orioles? doing? What and are the, the Orioles other thing doing? is like, why did we play? Why did the Sox play the Orioles like 15 times in the month of April? But the, the this was our first Yankees series this past weekend. No, what are we I, doing? Unless they MLB? wanted to just get, unless they, they just wanted to get the shit out of the way real quick, which is totally fine in my opinion. I would rather yeah. play the Orioles all the first month of the season and never have to see them again. Yeah, because I'm not gonna watch like no, early season I, baseball. There's 162 exactly. fucking games. Of course, but like like in like the NBA, what are the Sacramento Kings doing? <laughs> well, what are the what are the Charlotte Hornets doing? Okay, great. They got LaMelo Ball. Awesome. What are like the Pelicans doing? What are the Orlando Magic doing? It's what are so... the like, what are the Portland Trailblazers doing? Every but... team should be trying. The thing with the NFL, like in the NHL, is every team is trying to compete every single year. Every and there's team. like, with the, I think the NH or NFL, <laughs> especially, there's a couple teams that might like tank a little bit, but sure. it's still like. Sure. 30 out of the 32 teams or whatever are going to be very competitive. And Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Win. Right. Listen, in a 32 team league. Yeah. Is it shocking? The two teams suck. Like, no, no. Not you all. know what I'm saying? That's going to happen. That's just how the in, chips fall. Of course. In the NBA, 40% of the league is fucking garbage and useless. Like it, it really is. The, the Detroit Pistons serve a purpose in the NBA right now. The only thing I think like, I would argue about the NBA versus the MLB is that like, all those teams that you mentioned have a marketable player on their team. Like the Pelicans have uh, Zion. Sure. Like uh, you said, Charlotte has uh, Lonzo. LaMelo Ball. Or LaMelo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. But, yeah, like yeah. the MLB has marketable players everywhere and they just refuse to market them. And it's endlessly frustrating. It's, it's, it's not that they, the problem is the game that they're trying to sell. The way the game it's is tough. diluted to this like stat, like, stat nerd Stop. bullshit with the three true outcomes and you're either trying to hit a home run you're trying to walk or you, or you strike out the like it's constant just, shifting the yeah the shifting 12 and stuff strikeouts like that. a game like nobody it's wants to watch this are you, are you surprised when anybody throws a no hitter anymore no it's not but like, when dude when i was a kid throwing a no hitter it was like on the news the next you remember day. here's like the biggest moment that i think you can Shh. compare it to is the armando galarraga blown call to not get the no hitter or the perfect game do you remember that 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 is that is was that story was bigger than any no hitter that's been thrown in the last four years in this league but now in major if league that, baseball if that happened now no one would give a single fuck no one would give like, a shit oh you can go out next game and throw another one that that was matter. like a national that, that was a borderline national tragedy that that kid got screwed <laughs> out of that perfect game I still think I still watch it on YouTube sometimes. And I'm like, I just feel terrible for the kid yeah, because it, it was comes, just fucking it comes horrible. Up, it comes up like every year on the anniversary. I'll like see it. It'll like pass by my Twitter timeline or something. Yeah. And then and they get Jim like, Joyce's what a- fat face. Yeah. <laughs> and they get Jim Joyce's fat face with his Wario mustache, just like walrusing it around. Like you blew the call Blow and calls. cost this kid. And you know what's for the worst part is that kid was out of the league in like two years after that. Yeah, that's he could have hung his hat on that for the rest of his life and just wrote off a perfect game. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny. The lot then Philip Umber, the other guy. Remember the guy from the White Sox that threw a perfect game? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ended up being a complete bum too. 
Not that yeah. Armando Galarraga was a bum, but like Philip Humber, like literally over his next like eight starts after that had like a, like a 5.7 ERA. It was trash. You know what the I mean? MLB but just is in a real predicament right now. They've like, mm-hmm. like between the juice balls and the fucking foreign substances, they've really worked themselves between a rock and a hard place. Well, here's the thing is they let some kind of this, this league has a history of just like conveniently ignoring things Whatever that you guys like, people do. are doing exactly oh you're all right cool they're doing that whatever 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 oh now it's a problem oh now it's look at you see what garrett cole did the other day yeah. like he's caught red completely red yeah. dead red-handed like fucking yeah. with the ball and like doing the shit on his fingers and stuff like that meanwhile you fleece the yankees for 330 million dollars <laughs> Which, I mean, as a Red Sox fan, that warms my heart. Hilarious. But... <laughs> Absolutely hilarious, right? But there's a reason why this dude left <laughs> left Pittsburgh and went to the Rays and, like, got better. Yeah. How does Justin Verlander reinvigorate his career at 35 years old in Houston? It's not magic, I'll tell you that. No, it's not, especially when his fastball was losing, like, four miles an hour a year. Yeah. He was sitting and... at, like, 93 for a while. And then it's, randomly at what, 35 years old, like finds it in his arm again to throw 97, 98. Yeah. He's just like, no, I got this. Yeah. No, please ridiculous. give me a break. It's, it's an absolute, yeah. it's an absolute joke. And then like the no. game is just suffering because of it. And I wonder if we hadn't gotten so far into like analytics and stuff, if that mm-hmm. hadn't been the path that it. For sure. Baseball Absolutely. Because like the whole came, Trevor Bauer right. spin rate, all the analytics mm-hmm. and stuff, the shifts. Oh yeah. I wonder if we would give as much of a shit. Or if it just you're, they used to play the shift for literally like just David Ortiz, dude. <laughs> they put somebody out in right field in shallow Absolutely. right field, and that was the right. only person. Yeah, it was it. Yep, that's it. That's it. And, and did I, you see I the think... Verdugo clip of like him? He was in the outfield, and he was like, "Why are we shifting DJ Lemayhew?" He was like mic'd up, and everyone yeah. was like, "Yeah, why are we?" The guy's a sw- the guy's a spray hitter, hits the ball everywhere, and he's a switch hitter. Like it's like, what are you doing? You're you're, he's also you're shifting like two twenty. Yeah, that too. Right, exactly. Right, it, it, the guy. Yeah, and the guy can't hit a friggin' beach ball this year. Like, I don't get it. Oh, it's just like, wild. what are we doing with like the with the MLB and all this? Sh- like, the thing is, is like back in the day, dude, you used to get excited to like watch hitters, yeah. like hit. You know what I'm or saying? Like- you used to get excited to go watch Ichiro hit Edgar Martinez, Ken Griffey. Um, who else? Manny. Friggin- Manny, Manny was a big one yeah. for me. Manny was a huge one, the best right-handed hitter of that generation. Yeah. I don't care what yeah, anybody yeah. says. Yeah, Even yeah. scumbags like Barry Bonds, dude. Yeah. Barry Bonds dude, was a was show fun. to watch every night. It was fun because because you saw guys with the science of hitting. Yeah. Now it's just dudes trying to go yobsky over the fence and yeah, just yeah. missing by three feet in the yeah. process. Guys, well, I also anymore. I also saw something where someone was saying that like because of the all the like foreign substances and stuff, mm-hmm. hitters have like a library of like where pitches go because that's how you have to learn hitting. And mm-hmm. now that like coming out of the like release point to end point has changed mm-hmm. because of foreign stu- substances. So no one knows where to swing. They're just right. like where I think to swing, it's actually three inches outside. Right exactly yeah and it just and it just changes all of changes the way guys have to hit now and it's just a joke you're just ruining the game dude like it's it's like guys used to have to know how to hit yeah instead of just like all right i'm trying to hit a home run like every single time bryce harper hit like 220 a couple of years ago you're getting paid 35 million dollars a year you hit 220 what do we do that's embarrassing that is so (laughs) embarrassing guys aren't good hitters anymore 
No, you got like Mike Trout. Is. Mike Trout's a great hitter. Shohei Itani's a great hitter. Um, Xander, I think. Xander Bogarts like is a great hitter. Yep, Xander Bogarts is a great hitter. J.D. Martinez is a pretty good hitter. Um, I hate the Astros, but I guess Altuve is a decent hitter, and so is Bregman. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys, but like for the most part, like Joey Gallo. Remember the hype yeah. around him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy hits like kid hits two ten a year. Yeah, yeah. He has a bum. He's absolute <laughs> bum show. Or you can get uh, you can't hit. Get out. Get off and the team. Like, get out of the league. We, we could go around and we could name like two players on every team that are good hitters. But then the drop off after that is like it goes from being like a three twenty hitter to like a two forty hitter. Absolutely. Look at like, the Braves. What do we do? Dude. Look at yeah. the Braves. Their whole team is fucking Ronald Acuna mm-hmm. and Freddie Freeman. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then you have like, and then like Aussie Albies too. Yeah, yeah. after that's that, like it. who? Like who? Christian ground Pichet. balls and strikeouts. Like that's, that's about it. it. That's it. That's that's it's completely it. it. The game, the game needs to make it more hitter friendly. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, the pitching, juice balls pitching, were fun, dude. They were, dude. Pitching, pitching should be a challenge. Yeah, pitching should be hard. Not like it should be hard. Around. No, yeah, but dude. I always said this, the easiest, the, the best quote I ever heard about the game of baseball is the easiest part about baseball is how hard you try. Yeah. That's the easy part. Running yeah. down, you know, chasing after a fly ball, making a hard bit at a ground ball, running a ball out to first base. Hustling is easy. Everything else is hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm 100%. saying? So if you're going to like, it's, it's like make, make the game, make the game tough again for people, like for both sides, not just like, I, I don't want to see, um, how do you call it? A, a great pitching performance back in the day was like something to see. You know what I mean? It was a spectacle. Pedro watching taking them out Pedro was Dio, like watching Randy Johnson go dominate yeah. and emasculate yeah. people. Watching um, my personal favorite, Greg Maddox, yep. just put on a control show yep. every single time and yep. literally just tell you where he's going to throw the ball and it's bink, bink, yep. bink, 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 just all over the strike now zone. Now it's just can you throw triple digits? That's literally it. It's literally all guys like Tyler Glass now. If you yeah. watch Tyler Glass now pitch, I mean, granted, the Rays figured out how to like straighten him out, like another guy from the Pirates. Yeah. If do you watch him pitch ever, Glass now? Have you ever watched a video on him? I've I've like watched him here and there, but I've never like actually gotten a look at it. His whole pitching philosophy is literally can be described in one seconds, one second, one sentence. Sorry, <laughs> fastball up, curveball down, change in the eye. That that no, that's it. Yeah, that is legitimately all this kid does. He throws ninety nine with this much movement on it. Yep. Up in the zone and throws a hammer of a curveball bottom in the half dirt. of the zone. Yeah. See that is it. That's it. That's wow. it. And every fastball is like right here. Yeah. It, it, he's got no sense of the play. Middle middle. Yep. That's it. Wow. All right. Well, hey, now that works. we've done our uh, our Felger and Maz segment, um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would like absolutely. to introduce my fantastic guest today. Uh, this has been, I think, as a lot of guests have been lately, a long time coming. Uh, we had to work sure. out some scheduling stuff, but um, I appreciate you coming on. Um, oh, yeah. This guy me, is someone that I think um, most of the people that listen to this podcast are going to know for hitting two home runs in a Georgetown <laughs> High School baseball game against, yeah. who was it? <laughs> Newburyport. <laughs> Newburyport. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Newburyport. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also for his, I mean, wide array. I mean, almost as long as I can remember doing social media stuff, whether it was with, were you with I'm Schmacked for a while? Uh, it was Smack College that my buddy Smack started. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is back in 2013, 14, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there. I think I was still in high school when you started this like whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, I remember just being like at the time, cause I was so young, like we, mm-hmm. uh, you're, I wouldn't say significantly older than me, but like enough that we have only crossed paths. Well, the like thing with the thing a with a little bit. 
the thing with Georgetown was always like, we're such a small town that like you seniors knew people who you were and like, like who eighth yeah. graders like were, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? All the time. Likewise, especially from like, if you played like a sport, yeah, you know 100%. what I'm saying? Like eighth grade kids would play like JV, you know, there were yeah, several eighth grade, whether it was football, whether it was lacrosse, it was basketball, anything. it was baseball, whatever. Right. Soccer, softball, anything else. Right. So um, yeah, we always, the, the best, the first interaction me and you ever actually had, I believe that was like a somewhat like reasonable, like, a, like an actual, like me and you, is you plunked me in the alumni game with a fastball. Do you remember that? Oh, I don't. I was, oh, no, 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 I do. I do remember yeah, that. I was like, are you shitting me right now? <laughs> Literally in the shoulder blade with like, and you threw like decent, you threw like seven, which actually, to be honest with you. I was kind of psyched that you did because low key you had me like zero and two because I just pulled my head out and yanked <laughs> on two swings trying to rip a ball and just missed and made myself look like a fucking idiot. So I take I do the remember plunk. This now. <laughs> yeah, I take the plunk. I'm still kind of mad, and then I take the walk because I'm like I'm not striking out in this alumni game. I am going to first base. Everybody's like you're taking first. I'm like fucking yeah, yes, I am one hundred percent, a thousand percent. I am. I'll see you at first base catch you over there oh i forgot all thousand percent wicked funny that I was like the first time for I, that um retrospectively you did a, you you know you did immediately you were like dude my bad i'm sorry like you were super apologetic about it you obviously weren't trying to be a dick like yeah that was and i was like you're fine just man. like it slipped and i was like oh, oh yeah 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 absolutely such a bad look <laughs> no 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 absolutely it, it was two bad looks one you plunked a guy in an alumni <laughs> game two i took a walk in the alumni game so we both just like offset each other yeah it was public uh public image wise yeah it was good it was, water it was finds fine. its level that's what that's it funny. that's all it was i said all right buddy that's <laughs> All, we're good you know what i mean moving on but uh yeah, yeah the one and only mark lewis aka what's up uh, man uh marco Luisi. yeah um, what's up you know yep. nothing new with That's it me. um how is your That's shell right. game shell game is on fire right now uh i am in my last 17 games i am 13 one and three Jeez. I want to say, hey, I just cracked the top 6,000 in the country. In the world, Hell actually. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hell yeah. Yeah, so Chell has been my – it's like a slight passion of mine. I'm not going to lie, yeah. video game-wise. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, that is – you know, it's that and Call of Duty for me um, are 100% the two. Um, oh, so you're a Chell guy as well. Oh, big time. Chell Ch- I, I as well. Yeah, I haven't been playing as much lately, but every once in a while, I'll fire it up. Usually while I'm editing these, actually, I'll fire so it up. Who's your, so who's your, who's your team? Okay, so I – am a homer so i'll usually go with the big bad bruins and i'll just sub in i'll make the substitutes for all the injured players so that everyone okay. plays so i have the whole lineup okay uh, yeah because they, they do that sometimes Chell yeah. online will like substitute out random ass like yeah, like go I'm look like, at any team's like scratch players and they have like 82s and 83s just like <laughs> yeah i'm like on the bench and i'm like why is the 75 overall guy from the minors yeah. in my starting lineup like, yeah, yeah. i'm break. like i'm starting andre kasha even though he played one game this season 100 i respect it in place of who though who do you mm-hmm. sub out um this tells me a lot about you so actually i think the way it's set up right now is if you play as the Bruins, Kasha is in the starting lineup. Like is he auto. really? Yeah, because of that That's last interesting. Game of the season, I think. Okay, you're right, because they don't update them for the playoffs, which is interesting. No. You're right. Okay. Um, so it's really just subbing out uh Miller and Carlo. But I will say this too. right now, the bees are rough on the defensive end. As far yeah, as like in the game, tough. they got like an 82 overall. I see them every time because it's my like suggested favorite team. Yeah. 
I so I have a rule that I can't play as the Bruins. I never plays. I never plays the hometown team and I like team to in switch any. It up. Yeah, do you play Smashville? I play as them sometimes. The other big one is the Avs are so much fun to play with. Are the Avs fun to play with, or is Nathan McKinnon fun to play with and Miko Rantanen? There's a big, and big Kale McCarr. Okay, you, and Kale McCarr. You just like right. let Kale McCarr take it up every time, and you're. Yep. I mean, that's a goal right there. You just set up, okay, fucking cycle it, and bang. So I'll tell you who my team is. It's a little out of left field, but I honestly God think it's the most balanced team in the league. I. I it's listen. Anybody who plays is Tampa Bay. Like I think yeah, they're like fuck too. You. They're like they're yeah, like yeah. too good. Like fuck you. It's, it's almost like, like the, it's like uh, a couple years ago it was the the Caps. If you played as the Caps, it was just auto win. You think they were ever that OP? Yeah, because it was you had Ovechkin, and if you could just set okay. up Ovechkin, and then it was when they had um who's that goaltender? Braden Holpe. Yeah, it was when Holpe yeah. was like at his peak, and so he I was just the, unbeatable. I think the OP teams. I would compare the Lightning to like someone like um like the Golden State Warriors from like three years ago in like NBA 2K and then like the Miami Heat. That's how I look at like that team. You know what I'm saying? And that's not a challenge for me. My team is actually Dallas. Okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Dallas. We're balanced on the back end. We're balanced up front. We got Ben Bishop in the net. I'll sprinkle in a little bit of the Minnesota Wild every once in a while. That's also a sleeper. Very interesting. That is a sleeper. Now, who are you guys rocking in net? Dubnik? Uh, I don't even no, know. Not no, Dubnik's like else. way out. It's some new kid. I couldn't even tell you, to be honest. Who I the hell is it? Real quick. Some rook? No. I'm trying to remember who the hell it was. We're going to both be like, oh, my God. It's um, going to be some bum, I feel like. Well, they made the playoffs, so maybe not. Yeah, this was their first good year in like a minute. But, but they're you know a very funny? like defensively-minded team where it's like you kind of don't have to worry about that aspect of it. And then you can kind of just like – set up on offense so so people think the common misconception with shell is that people think like you almost like really can't play defense you absolutely can oh 100 um, that's you absolutely you absolutely yeah you absolutely can you just have to know which player to manually control at what time yeah you know what i'm saying yep that's everybody wants to be the guy everybody wants to be the guy closest to the puck no don't be the guy yeah. like second behind the puck that's what i do you know the what i'm other saying thing is do you switch your like um like rush settings rush settings what do you like mean when you go into like what line you're playing oh as? you mean like your like your breakout yeah yeah, yeah that no i do not i okay, should though i, I probably I fuck should with that too and like that can sometimes especially if you're like playing a really quick team or if you're playing a really slow team fucking with that stuff makes it so okay. much easier to like yeah there's, it's, there's... it's really just the breakouts it's that neutral zone for sure like i have to like dude like i can't tell you how many dude like listen like Games are for like periods are four minutes long, dude. Like you got to get like you got to get in the offensive zone. You know what I'm saying? Like Cam you have Talbot. to get offensive zone. That's right. It's Cam Talbot. He's not terrible. Yeah. No, he's, he's okay. Like, he's like average. You know what I'm saying? Like a decent level of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Be all right. Um, you know who else is like oddly rated high for a team that didn't make the playoffs? The Flyers. Yeah, I can see that. Decent squad with the Flyers. Like, Carter Hart's yeah. pretty good. They got a couple of pretty good defensemen, like Sean Couturier, like Moracek yeah. up front, Konechny. Yeah. Yeah, They're yeah. pretty good. But I will say this right now. <laughs> I am. I will bet money to anybody playing NHL online that every other team you play in online versus, in the online versus circle, is either the Canadians or the Maple Leafs. I'm, it is every other game I am playing, somebody who's playing as the Habs. I literally just made a kid quit that was the Habs. 
Like, okay, that was so my most recent game. I think that this is a regional thing because I get on different servers, I believe, and mine is frequently like the Avalanche. I get a no ton way. of Avalanche. You like, know, I haven't played the Avalanche yet. I hold on. You so teams I the teams I say I, I think I've played the mo- the two most often are this is an interesting point that you have. So I'm really interested, like <laughs> interested to like kind of like mirror this with what you're saying. Like I never thought of this. So yeah. glad you just said this. Um, I easily played the Habs and the Maple and the Leafs yeah, more than anybody, yeah, like yeah. the most. It's not even close. I literally would say almost one out of every other game is the Habs or the Maple Leafs. No question. Two. Um, who would be two? This is really interesting. Um, I don't get any of the Rangers. I don't get a lot of Bruins. I've gotten a couple. The got a couple guys who played as the Islanders. Um, Philly, a couple of times. Um, no, I get a lot of oddly Pittsburgh too. Pittsburgh. I've gotten a couple of times as well, but I, I (laughs) do. So I, my record is like 36 and four, Mm. like 36 and four, not like 36 and four. Um, I'm willing to bet half of my games are against the Habs and the Maple Leafs. That's like not an exaggeration whatsoever. It's, it's kind of insane. And I'd be Willing Go to ahead. bet if you went game by game through the games I've played on NHL 21, I bet I have uh-huh. not played a single game against the Canadians or the Maple Leafs. That is legitimately mind blowing. Yeah, that's legitimately no. mind blowing. Oh, it's yeah, crazy. Absolutely. Like, I don't but, get any Vegas either. Like, no, no like nothing. It's I get crazy nothing west of Colorado. I don't get really anything. That's funny you say that. That's really funny you say so that. Weird. I am, I am. <laughs> I haven't got any net. Na- yeah, I haven't got any Nashville. No one else from Kent. The Oilers a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, um, I get, I get a lot of. I play the Predators quite a bit. Really? Yeah. I mean, okay. Again, That's I think that goes back to the server thing. I got a couple Carolina guys a couple of times, but yeah, yeah literally yeah, out yeah. of out of out of 40, 38 online games, forty online games, legitimately twenty of them are the Habs and the Maple Leafs. It's insane. Yeah. We'll have so, to uh, we'll have to run one sometime soon. Oh, for sure. Are you on <laughs> Xbox? Yeah, yeah, I think we're actually yeah, friends. <clears throat> Are we? I think I sent. I think I'm friends with you. I don't know if you're friends with me. Wow, I feel like a dick. What's your game? No, 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 no. It's uh the base cat sixty nine. But I think it was like one night you were like, "Yo, if anyone wants to play me in Chell, like let's." Yeah, I added right. you, and oh, then I don't think God, I ever a, played. Th- you. Oh, I made a new gamer tag. That's okay. why. Okay. Yeah, it's it's Shades World. I made like my own okay, Shades yeah, World yeah, gamer yeah, tag. Yeah. I deleted my own louder than black for a little bit. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Back that's right. Day. Wow, that was God that's pretty throwback. All right. Throwback well, now that city. we've gone into some really niche topics, um, for sure. I think maybe let's open it back up a little bit. I want to hear about right. kind of like the beginning of your career in in terms of like social media and stuff. Sure. Um, whether yeah. it was like smacked college, um, barstool idol, all that kind of stuff. So it started for me with when Instagram introduced videos because that was the first time I could, it was, well, technically, I guess you could say I fucked with vine before yeah. like anything else, but like, I wasn't big on like, I had like 200 followers on vine. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was like this dumb. Um, now, the other thing is I, yeah. So I went from vine, then I go over to Instagram video. Once they're like, Oh, we have video now. I'm like, Oh, cool. And you can record it right in the app. Dope. And the best part is it was only 16 seconds long. If you remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The they were like, out. cause they were, everyone was just trying to copy the vine like prototype. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I started on there and I actually started 
posting my stuff on Facebook. That's where like I would do a lot of shit is posting it on Facebook. Uh, I would go from there to that. I did that for like two, three years. Then I got the Barstool Idol audition when I was 25. I remember I sent an email and then I didn't hear anything for like two weeks. And then randomly on like a Tuesday afternoon, I checked my email and I got a message from them, invite me out the next day. So I'm like, holy shit, I got to yeah. go to New York. <clears throat> Pack my shit that night. I call my uncle up in Carmel. We head out there, right? And mind you, by the way, in like the first three years of me making videos on Instagram, like nobody knew except people who knew me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like zero success. Like the only people who followed me were people that knew me from Facebook or like my, you know, friends, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, that's it. Like it was absolutely nobody. I go to New York, stay at my uncle's house in Carmel for, totally forgot. He had a cat. I'm definitely allergic to cats. I wake up in the morning. I can't open my eyes. I can't breathe. My throat's closed. I'm a mess. I best laid plans of mice and men. Yeah, I borderline OD on Benadryl on my way to the train station to take the commuter train from his town in Carmel down to Grand Central Station in New York City, right? I end up meeting Clem from Barstool at the train station. I walk up to him and I'm like, hey, yo, what's up? Like, I'm your Clem, right? Like, I love you, dude. Like, I'm auditioning for Idol. Like, what's up? We're shooting the shit. And I ended up sitting next to him on the train and like driving in, we just chopped it up and like super, super nice guy. Like he's like, Hey, I'll, I'm, I'm headed this way. When we got off the train, I'll probably see you over at the office. I was like, yeah, sure, man. Absolutely. Had this whole plan laid out my pitch, everything like that. I called a couple of my buddies on the drive over FaceTime them, bounce it off them. And of course they're being good buds. So they're like, dude, that's sick. You're going to nail it. And uh, I absolutely bombed. I was terrible. Um, now the only excuse, if I'm going to, if I'm going to reach for a crutch here, the only crutch that I really have is that the first, this was the second week that they did barstool idol. Like, yeah, they did like a super, didn't they do a back-to-back weeks? The right. The first one. Well, they took a week off and then came back with the second one. The first week was an absolute (laughs) shebango gong show. It was absolutely like horrible. Like. From I'm just saying from like a like a production, it was like pulling teeth for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just a mess. Like they were trying to figure out like how to do it the right way, and it was just like it was just shit. so I and I got picked to go first for this second week. So in my mind, I'm like might be walking into like the lion's den here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, it's funny. I auditioned with Donnie Does. Really? Actually, I met him in the uh, yeah in the room. He was a wicked. He brought like some chick, like some kind of like gothy chick that he was with. It was kind of of course. <laughs> yeah, and um, like he was he was a wicked nice guy. He was like a perfectly cool dude. Like Glenn yeah. and Frankie Borelli came in and hung out with yeah. us. They were really nice. Um, Frankie Borelli's like the nicest kid ever. Yeah. I rode up on the elevator with KFC. He didn't really obviously didn't know who I was. Yeah, but I wasn't gonna say anything to him. I don't want to be like hey, because he was one of the judges. Caleb was one yeah, of the judges. Yeah. And Portnoy was one of the judges, obviously. Yeah. Uh, KFC was a dick, um, yeah. at least that day. I think he was just in a bad mood. I, I don't know. It seemed like he was like kind of old. I, I don't blame him. Like it was also, him, you know what like, I'm saying? To, to an outsider perspective, that was kind of his shtick for those was to be sure. like the Simon Cowell type archetype, you know? What exactly. I mean? And then like Caleb just trolled, like, because yeah, yeah. that's what he does. He's just a troll. Yeah. So like, he just trolled and was like, um, yeah, we have something like this Barstool Dixie. They try to tell me was like my um, 
or they were trying to say it was like kind of like my college review like series that I wanted to do, and it like wasn't the same thing at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like Barstool Dixie is just like a series of like kind of like party videos that they do, which is cool. Don't get me wrong, like yeah. that's dope. But right. I had like a completely but, different plan. I wanted yeah. to like start like a like a Barstool style like review like series of like colleges, like like as if you were going to visit the colleges to actually go to them. Fact, right? Like. Yeah. For, but like from the Barstool perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of I course, like sprinkling would, in a little more of the social life. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like making it more like, like a regular thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't want fucking walking around campus. Right. I didn't want it to be written by like the, the fucking um, dean of students yeah, or something. Yeah, shit. like the, yeah, yeah. The, the United States Education Board or something. Where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This gender studies uh, classes. It's like, no, I wanted to be no like, yo, you can like go. Yeah, like you can go in this place and rip it up if you go here. This is what they're known for. They get some pretty decent sports. The food's pretty good. Like yeah. that type of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and I actually like think is very useful. Right. And they like kind of like shit that all over. It still doesn't yeah. exist. No, it doesn't exist. And it's still like a million dollar idea that I'm sitting on yeah. that like I haven't been able to execute yet. Which you I just totally gotta find somebody. To. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, dude, like I feel like this is a pretty fucking good idea. And like yeah. they kind of like just shit on it for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I had a pet show that I wanted to do. Um, yeah. Which I thought would have been cool, like you know, me and some of the barstool personalities, like handling like wild animals and shit. Sure enough, what who comes into the office two weeks later after YP. I say this? <laughs> YP with a wallaby, <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, this is my whole fucking idea. Like, just getting Tom jogged. Jar guy, yeah, Tom Jar guy texted me and was like, yo, this kid just stole your whole fucking idea, <laughs> and I'm like, bro what the f- I, then at that point i just i just figured i'm like you know what maybe it's just not for me like yeah. you know that, that's another thing that you have to like realize in any type of like career literally like any career not just content creation not act whatever entertainment anything if you don't get something it might just not be for you yeah and you gotta you, you might gotta you might be able to like bounce off and go a different direction you like have to be able to just like find what right. that new lane is it's exactly. like, like, I think like the perfect analogy is like a running back. Like you get the ball and you go and you see a hole. All of a sudden the hole closes, bounce off, find another hole. You guys absolutely just keep doing that. And like, absolutely. I think it's particularly apparent with content creation only because it's so public. And I right. think there are certain creators that are so dead set on being this thing that they see themselves as that they are blind right. to the other opportunities and avenues they could take. like. So I always envisioned myself at that age, 23, 20, 24, 25, always being like, you know, I'm going to be a personality for Barstool and this is going to be so sick. And this is what the rest of my life is going to be like. And instead I'm doing this right now. And it's like, uh, I'm actually like maybe even a little bit, but not better off. I wouldn't say, yeah. but like I'm doing something else. And I TikTok obviously wasn't around back then. Yeah, yeah, like you never know what the the future changes every single day, especially like you also now. never know what the next twist of like technology, social you do media, not know, man. because you like do not know. You're right, bro. I, I always think about this, like even like two years ago, if you had tried to explain TikTok to someone, they would have been like, "That's fucking stupid." Like I don't know, like or they would have been like, "No oh, one's gonna be able so to find fucking, success on that." Yeah, exact. Right, exactly. And in reality, you kind of have to just be like again just like all right i wanted this i didn't get it i'm going for the next thing though time That's to adapt it. yeah adapt adjust like you got to be able to do that yeah. if you can't do that like you're fucked and the you're other thing stay is like, in the same spot angry you know being able to like not i guess 
be ashamed of the failures right, and right, be able to yeah. like like look at them objectively and be like a like i might have like bombed at barstool but it was funny like it wasn't there wasn't nothing that came out of that like you still there were so many things that came out of that i always looked at i always i always looked at that whole situation like you know what it'll be a story to tell someday 100 in a in a situation just like this one I owe it'll be a story someday where you, you hear all types of people that are like, I auditioned for, you know, famous people. I auditioned for yeah. SNL. I sucked. I didn't get it. And guess what? They're still super successful people. Yeah. They're still Kevin Hart some got other rejected shit. from yeah. Kevin Hart got rejected from SNL. So what? Look at him. Dude yeah. set for the rest of his life. He was a generational comedian. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's you know like, I mean? it's like, like a Richard Pryor and then Cook. Kevin yeah. Hart. Absolutely. It was like, it's you insane. know, Kevin Hart had his whole era that he just yeah. owned that just like a, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, um, got Dane Cook, um, Daniel Tosh, like those yeah. people, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I always looked at it like that. I was like, you know what? It, it's, I guess it just wasn't for me. Maybe it still is down the road. I don't know. Maybe I am up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't say no. I would, are you kidding me? I, I'd yeah. love to, I, the stool is the reason I got into so much All of this, of this shit. stuff yeah yeah absolutely i still read it every single day I still and watch it's it. also like if you had an opportunity down the road to be able to work at barstool and you were able to be like oh yo i was the kid that bombed at barstool idol everyone absolutely. would love that that would be a great story bro. yeah a thousand percent it's not yeah, it's like, like anyone would look down on you or anything like it's just no like, that's it's just like dude yeah that's all it is, bro. It's like, could you, all right, yeah. I was a younger guy. I was much less refined. Like I, and you know what? Maybe that's that format just wasn't the right thing. I remember like Riggs tweeted out once that he was in Boston, and I messaged him on Twitter. This is like 2014, and I was like, "Yo, hey, if you need a ride, like, let me know. I drive Uber in the city. Like, I'll come scoop yeah. you up. Like, I'm a huge stoolie. Like, I don't mind helping you out." And like, I, I, he took me up on it. I went and picked him up outside this this party in Harvard. Drove him around. We talked a little bit. He was just like, dude, to be honest with you, like all of us at the at like the staff, like all of us people, none of us know what we would do on Barstool Idol. Absolutely none of us. Because it goes such completely an impossible because task. Because he's like, because it goes completely backwards from how everybody else is like naturally progressed through the company. You yeah. usually start off camera and work your way on the camera. Yep. Not the other way around. Yep. But he's like, I have no clue how to, none of us have any clue what we would do on this show. How do you just like go up and like convince people you're funny? You know what I mean? Without like a stand-up routine, yeah, which nobody wants to hear. Also, like if you went up there with a stand-up routine, I don't even think that would fly. No, it doesn't. Like it wouldn't Barstool's work. not a stand-up comedy site. No, yeah, yeah no. absolutely. That's not you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's just not what it is. Great unintentional segue. You have performed at the Wilbur, am I correct? That was my one and only stand-up gig. Yes. Yeah. So I yep. want to. I don't think is there a video of that somewhere. There is. It's still on okay. my Facebook. Yes. I'm gonna have to dig deep into that because I do want to go back and watch it because I remember. Yeah. I think I watched it when it first happened. But mm -hmm. how did that happen and what was that experience like? So Bobby Robert Kelly is a is one. He used to work for my aunt and uncle at their restaurant in the North End. Um, this is way back not mid late nineties, early nineties, yeah. the nineties. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, literally just covered every era of the nineties instead of just saying the nineties. So yeah, <laughs> the nineties. Yep. Them. Um, and that's where like, you know, my aunt and my dad met him. They worked there also. And so did his now wife. Okay. So like the four of them all worked there at the same time. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? 
Bobby's wife's name is Dawn. She's a sweetheart. She's like one of my aunt's best friends. They all met at my aunt and uncle's restaurant when they all worked there. So I had sent Bobby like through Dawn some of my videos and he messaged us back on there and was like, Hey, I think you're pretty funny. I'm doing a show at the Wilbur. Do you want to be one of the opening acts? I was like, yeah, shit. Absolutely. Cause at this point I'm thinking from a 23 year old kid's perspective, I'm like, Oh, I got to get big and stand up first before I do anything. That's my yeah, big yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so I went out, I remember I had a whole routine plan. I had rehearsed it a couple of nights. I only had like a five minute set. Yeah. And the biggest thing in stand-up comedy is like keeping your time. Like don't go over your time or else nobody will ever book you, give you mic time, nothing. If anything, go yeah. less. You know what I mean? Don't be the guy that's out there like on the mic forever. Um, and I had this like routine that I didn't really like, but I was always pretty good with impressions and I don't really do them a lot anymore, but um, I scrapped it and did a whole impression set and the, and it, it hit pretty well. If you watch the video, you'll hear it. Yeah. The only thing I hate is that they said that it was my first time doing standup. Oh, and I'm like, like I didn't, I'm like, I yeah. didn't want you to say that. Yeah. I wanted these people to assume I was a comedian already. Yeah. I didn't want a sympathy clap. I didn't want sympathy praise. I didn't want anything like that. You wanted a raw reaction. Absolutely. I was like, yeah. I don't want a single thing handed to me out here. If I suck, I That's... suck. And I want to hear that I suck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's but I brutal. think that these people, uh, but honest to God, I, I, I think the set was pretty good enough for a guy doing his first comedy set. I'm not even saying it because it's just me that like, I think it was good enough. Absolutely. For like a five minute opening set. Yeah. If and you I go think back also and like to it doing now. that at somewhere like the Wilbur and not mm -hmm. like fucking Prince's pizza in Saugus, Massachusetts. Like, right. That's a whole different ball game right there. Yeah, a lot of people like I, I hate to say like say it like arrogantly, and I probably take this for granted because it happened so long ago, and I was such a young naive idiot. I hate to, but some people never see that stage. No, never. It's kind of, and I never. I mean, really there are professional stand-up comics that haven't seen that stage yet. It's weird, and it's like I, if there's one thing I'll ever hang my hat on. I'm the only guy <laughs> from fucking Georgetown, Massachusetts, to ever be at the Wilbur Theater on the stage. I can tell you that much. So far, and I remember like if you if you go into the Wilbur Theater and go up into the back dressing rooms, dude. They literally like haven't changed anything since like the twenties. It's actually awesome. It's, it's actually awesome to be honest. You feel like you're back in the day. Yeah, you feel I like love it's that like kind it's of like shit. like you feel like it's like 1977 again, and you're like at a show, and it's like the golden yeah. age of show business. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You're like, I'm gonna just like oh. smoke cigarettes back here and fucking drink whiskey. Absolutely, you're just like chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's dope. Um, That's fantastic. You know they get the old school like. Like, like lights over the mirror and stuff like that you're just like this is so cool. i feel like like a some big deal from like the 70s you know what i mean like i said the golden era of show business when it was like being a celebrity was actually like a really cool thing you know what i'm saying I, you can even so, tell like if you're if you listen to like podcasts uh like from comedians and stuff they'll bring it up every once in a while and you can tell that there's like they see that as a different venue than like all the rest of the theaters really? in the country. Yeah. There's kind of like a reverence. I think there's a couple of them around the country. Like for example, the one, the Ryman in Nashville is like one of the oldest theaters in the country. And it's like, I'm, I'm that totally one, not hip to any of this. This is really fascinating. Wilbur, it, and like that kind of stuff is like, just like a different type of like level of venue. It's like, if you play the Wilbur, you've made it to some people, to a lot of people. And it's like a big deal still for them to play it. That's crazy. I, I genuinely swear to God, never even like, 
and like I said, it's probably my own naivety as like a somebody who like I love stand up comedy. Don't get me wrong, stand up yeah. comedians are some of my biggest inspirations as far as like creatively goes. Um, I I never really thought of it like that. Yeah, and I I, I had it until years later. I was like, oh cool, like this is the venue I'd heard of the Wilbur. The the first time, the only time, other time I'd ever been to the Wilbur is I saw Andrew Dice Clay there in high school. <laughs> That's so random. Awesome. <laughs> I was like seventeen. It was so fucking random. Bro, we went for somebody's I think, birthday. I think the only time I've been there for a show was I saw Moe's Def there. That is like <laughs> the craziest fact of anything I've ever heard in my life. It was the weirdest Moe's Def. You know it was forever ago when he was still Moe's Def because now he's his yeah, real name, yeah, Yassine Bey, yeah, which yeah, is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was it was me and Connor O'Grady and we fucking he like didn't have a mic stand. It was a drop down like boxing announcer mic and he just performed a whole show with that. <laughs> That is the most unique thing I've ever heard in my life. And like, that's like, crazy. What, like 2,000 other people that had that experience and nobody yeah, else. Yeah, that's <laughs> and no, nobody else. Dude, and I think it's like, like, but that shit's cool. Anything you can make a good story out of is fucking hysterical. Yeah. Like, Di- like Dice was like, uh, on, Andrew Dice Clay was like pretty funny. This was after he did, if you remember like his run on Entourage, you ever watch Entourage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's on his big like comeback back in like the mid 2000s was he was on a whole season of Entourage. Yeah. So he was like a sub player in the show. Like he was helping like Vince get a script made. He was given like, you know, they were, they were trying to work with him and get like a thing. And he ended up being a scumbag on the show. Like it's just, so this was kind of like right after that. Don't get me wrong. Dice is still like a legend. Like, but like he's, you can only do that same routine. I feel like, unfortunately, like for so long. Because it's, it's a character that he plays. It's so, time hey, what, what the, Exactly. You know what I mean? Not yeah. to disrespect Andrew Dice Clay, but everybody has oh, some people, yeah. you know, some people have like a, a gimmick yeah. and they roll with it. You know what I'm saying? Sam yeah. Tennyson, God rest his soul, was what was his gimmick? Yeah. Are you big on comedy by any? Like, do you? Yeah, do you, I don't I don't know Tennyson all that well, though. He's the guy that screamed at the top of his lungs every single joke he told, okay. if you remember that at all. <laughs> the guy that was this big wore like a like a, um, a beret hat with long hair and a trench coat and every single joke he did was just like Shut the fuck up! like at the top of his lungs and it was funny it was like shock value funny yeah yeah, yeah. but that's like all he did it you has a shelf saying? life yeah 100 yeah. percent's got a shelf life right it's exactly. like it's also Dane like, Cook I had guess, a shelf life yeah uh the person i would also is like gilbert godfrey absolutely like i couldn't i don't know if i could do an hour of gilbert godfrey cannot in but any way shape on or the form roast of gilbert godfrey is fucking incredible exactly because he just comes up with a freaking hilarious like a solid 17 Five 15 minutes. 17 yeah, yeah. minute set or whatever it is yeah and he crushes Murders. you know what i'm saying i think the roasts are a little bit like i'm not a huge celebrity roast guy they're 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 like these weird ways to like get people back in a positive public light like letting all these people, some of these people, like they don't even know. There were some, it's different if your friends are there, but like, there's some, there's no way like Jeffrey Ross knows all these people. No, 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 not at all. You know what I'm, do you know, do you realize like what I'm trying to say though? Like, it's kind of a weird perspective, like a weird way to get like Hannibal Burris said it on the Justin Bieber roast. He's like, yeah, he was like, I don't even really know you. But he's, like, exactly. he's like, I don't even really know you. And this is kind of a shallow attempt to like really to kind of yeah, get back him, in like public uh, favor. He called him a dainty little wigger. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude. And to be honest with you, you know, what's funny is like, I actually like 
I I tried to listen to Hannibal Burris a couple of times. I'm not like a big Hannibal, but I really don't think he's like that funny. What, what yeah. I mean, my opinion means nothing, just opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I respected how he like called those roasts for like exactly what yeah. they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like and a wasn't that was that no 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 I was I'm getting it mixed up, but I think that was the first time he like on television talked about the Cosby thing. No. On television, maybe, but I remember watching the clip of him mention it in the stand-up set in New Orleans. He, he yeah, and it he like did it was on stage the next day. I remember, yeah, I but remember then that. I whole think thing. it like propelled the story more because he then brought it up on Bieber too. I think, but like okay. to me, the roasts are like a very, very hit or miss kind of thing. Where there's like Agreed. some I remember like vividly, and there are moments I remember vividly, but like for the most part, not many of them are very good. No, they're really not. Like Nikki Glasser's funny. She Very she does funny. some funny ones, but like again, it's like about people like you don't know. And then I, like I think the best one to me was James Franco because absolutely. I think everyone on that stage knew James personally. Everybody that's why it's funny. Everyone, you're correct. You're 100 thousand correct. Because also then what makes it better is that then when he went up he had stuff on all of them Absolutely. that was actually like instead personal. of just a bunch of like comedians thrown together and like hey bridget nielsen's gonna be here make yeah. funny how she does crack yeah. like <laughs> what like what are we doing here you know flavor yeah. flave you're telling me all these people knew flavor flave no way <laughs> no david hasselhoff charlie sheen get the trump, fuck out of here like everybody. trump yeah like oh, what you know what i'm saying yeah james no, I'm, franklin I'm was the best there. because and by the way the best one on the whole show James Franco wise was hands down Andy Samberg and he doesn't get enough credit. Yes. 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 He, yes. Yes. I think he's actually the most under, one of the top three most underrated comedians out there. He's funny in literally everything he does. He's Brooklyn almost nine, nine like, is hilarious. Like very every, funny. Those roasts that he did that fucking hysterical. He was funny on Saturday night live. Hot and he, Rod is he like he one also, of the most underrated movies ever. Good. Sorry. He sorry. changed the game on SNL. Like that whole digital he, short era. Dude, he, how SNL and then he brought like them structured and then he reinvigorated their like like parody music stuff too with the whole yep. i just had sex thing and yep. it's my dick in a box and yep. i jizzed in my pants that's all fucking hilarious shit he and almost all andy samberg is on like it's like him and bo burnham are kind of on like the same like wavelength to me where like they do really funny shit that isn't traditional stand-up comedy you're for well one you're absolutely right two it's funny you say bro bo burnham because bo burnham clips are all over tiktok it's all crazy i see bo burnham all the time have but you like, seen the page that's trying to cancel bo burnham it's a joke i was gonna send it to you the other okay. night i saw it the other okay. night and it's because it, it, i talked is, about it's it totally last fine by the way because like Dude, they have like 1,500 followers. They might even have like 14,000 followers, but every single video that they post, they're just getting ratio shat on in the comments. Okay, because I was like so – it put my brain in such a pretzel because it was like almost like someone was like, we're going to make an expose of every one of Bo Burnham's best jokes, but we're going to spin right. it like we're trying to cancel him. And I was like – It's like, It's almost like a satirical thing. Like okay. I'm, 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 okay. like, I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm saying like, I'm, that's what I kind of assume. That's what I thought it was in the first place. I thought it was one of those like, like they were just trolling and that's trying to get I people worked up, like, to, but, and trying to get people worked up about it. Because I'm like, there's no way someone is this out of touch 
that they can't pick up on this guy's pretty obvious satire and like brilliance. Of course, Bo Burnham's one of the. And I listen. I'll always be a Bo Burnham fan, even if I don't watch all of his shit. I really like. I think like some of his stuff is funny in spurts, but I respect his like comedic mind. If that makes yeah. any sense, yeah. Like his material itself is like a little. I wouldn't even say hit or miss. It just some of it interests me and some of it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. But like, don't forget, like he's a YouTube guy. Yeah. With my whole family thinks I'm gay. That fucking song <laughs> that he wrote on the piano when he was at St. John's Prep, dude. That's dude, the other thing is to us. That's a hometown boy. That's like, it, of course it. Well, one, it's that, and two, it's like, dude, dude, like it, it's like he, uh, it's like a bunch of guys who were in jail together. Anytime yeah. somebody from the internet makes it big, we're like, yeah, go, hell yeah, you made yeah. it. Yeah, You're, you know, it's like the the fucking how do you call it? Remember the little green aliens that are in the fucking vending machine? Yeah, uh, the claw yes, machine yes, yes. at um, <laughs> Pizza Planet Toy and Story. Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, that's how everybody on the internet is. <laughs> and then when one of us gets picked by the claw, we're all like, go, go to the stars. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's like how it is. That's at least it's my perspective. Yeah, I get I jacked up when people at, get taken uh, offline. I ran into him at the North Shore Mall one day on like Christmas Eve. Isn't he like six six? so tall freakishly like he's like tall. so de- he's like so deceptively tall i heard that yeah, he's just I, like this I, gigantic string bean of a guy didn't recognize him because i was like there's no way he's that tall but he you was know like, who else is really tall who believe it or not daniel tosh really he's like six four wow yeah you would never guess yeah he's like gigantic apparently I, at least i heard this I'm trying to think okay. who else is like deceptive height wise um do you watch youtube a lot do you watch youtube movie reviews like no, at all? Not really. I was gonna say Chris Stuckman. He's like six five, and I would have never guessed. Um, who else is a little bit sh- even like I guess like shorter than I thought? Um, I'm trying to think. Somebody that I met. I feel like there's a lot of people that are shorter. You know, you know. All right. So another big bar school thing. Portnoy looked taller, at least, than you would think he is in regular videos. He looked like he was like five eleven six at okay. the at the studio. And his height always gets like joked about. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. saw it in person. I don't know if it was the shoes he was wearing or what he was doing, but he looked about five eleven six. Not that I'm a big height snob. I'm five yeah, ten. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, I'm like the most regular size guy ever. But yeah. like, I do appreciate I, this is like a tangent, but being a, no, like no, no, that no. that five ten six foot range is great because mm-hmm. if you do a little something, something with the hair and throw on some different shoes, you can be mm-hmm. six feet real fucking quick. The thing that, that aggravates me about this whole height argument, like online with like men and stuff and even stuff from like the women's perspective of like, I only did minimum six feet. So one, I've seen a bunch of short dudes that are wheeling rockets that are just other short I mean, chicks. You know Brad what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not even that short, dude. He's like five, nine. I mean, he's yeah. not like the, people forget that like, dude, like the average height of like an American man is like five, eight and a half yeah i think then it's like, like yeah the, then the right best part there. and then and then the average height for like a human male which i think is the measuring stick for everyone is five seven so like people that go around saying like five nine and five ten people are like short you just blatantly have no clue what you're talking about you know what i'm saying yeah no that's so it's like, like perfectly average but it's just yeah, like you happen to know right. a freakishly large amount of over six foot people that's the other thing that sucks is like i grew up you know all the guys that i hung out with mike messman dan nelk adam <laughs> dillon andrew sink they're all dan like whose wedding was this weekend just got married i couldn't make it i was open in the restaurant i wanted to go down west virginia mountain mama would have been sick yeah i just I got, got a tied video up there, open uh, in the restaurant and shit 
I got a video of Ben's best man speech, and it was the most Nelk family best man speech of all time. Oh, I, I, I need to hear that because that dude, I grew up in that house <laughs> with them. I knew Ben before. Ben was a little runt shit, like running around, like calling me fat, like playing with us in the backyard. <laughs> He was a little shit. He got so much more mature though, and like grew up as yeah. he And he's actually the yeah. he's like the man. I love I, I always love him. Ben, but like he's even like more of the man now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He turned yeah, into yeah. a really awesome guy. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, no, we just grew up. I feel like George, there was something in the water or something because we grew up. Everyone was tall. I it is it just me or was everyone tall? Like the like, Bjorks? Where did they come from? The Bjorks were mountains of people, like <laughs> mountains. And you know what's crazy? Their parents are also fucking huge. Yeah. Just like his, he's like Dave Bjork is six two and his mom is like six one. Scandinavian like, freakishly tall people. Yep. <laughs> straight out of Norway or wherever the fuck their like lineage traces back to. Straight Vikings. You know oh, what I'm saying? Coming down tall people. I mean, dude, like, yeah, uh, my everybody. Whole, yeah, and dude, my whole crew of guys was all fucking tall dudes. I looked like a midget and I was just a regular sized person. Yeah. You know no, what I'm it was, saying? It's brutal. Go, walking into a bar with like any group of kids from Georgetown is just like, well, you I, immediately look small and it yeah. sucks. And you're like, not, you're like, all right, well, I'll <laughs> fuck myself. Well, we're on the subject. You've been just handing me segues, upon segues. Um, Sorry, tell me yeah, about, no, no, no. I love it. Um, it's perfect. Um, tell me about the family restaurant. I'm fascinated by that family restaurant. We opened five years ago. Um, my mother and stepdad own it. It's down in Winthrop, Massachusetts. Shout out Winthrop. Um, we specialize. We yeah. We specialize in Italian seafood. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's fun, man. We're a pretty low maintenance op. Our staff isn't big. We have like three people that work in our kitchen, like the whole interior. Me and my sister are there some nights. Some nights, my sister and one of her friends. Or there's only like four waitresses and wait four like floor staff. Yeah, you know me, my sister, and like three other people. Yeah, yeah. We're only open four days a week, and we're cash only. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's cool. perfect. That's the type yeah. of restaurant I want to go to. It, dude, we're just a very simple op and our food is like gener- generously portioned. And I'm, I'm not even saying it because it's, it's mine where it's really good. What's um, your uh, what's your favorite like dish on the menu or like something that people Alfredo. wouldn't? I'm a, okay. I'm a huge Alfredo guy. I'm like the, the weirdest Italian person ever. Um, <laughs> huge Alfredo guy. I'm not a red sauce fan whatsoever. I don't like tomatoes. I don't like raw, I don't like raw tomatoes. I don't like tomato seeds. And I don't like the heavy acidy feel of like red sauce. You know what I'm saying? I I, just, I feel you. I'm not I don't agree with you, but I feel you. So I and it's weird. I like a certain type of like a red sauce. Like if it's like really thinly pureed and yeah. it's like a thin layer of red sauce, yeah. That's dope. Because then it becomes like a taste. It's just like a little outside little sauce. When it's heaped on and chunky and gross, fucking no thanks. When it's like almost like a soup. It's awful. Oh, it's terrible. Let me put it this way. Worst pizza I've ever had in my life. You should know this. Um, Sal's Pizza. Okay. Absolute garbo. Garbo. I mean, Garbo (laughs) wouldn't feed it to my dog. I don't care if they hear this podcast. Their fucking pizza's (laughs) hurt. That's the we were also, I mean, we were blessed with like growing up at Georgetown. We had some good pizza spots. We, they, it wasn't terrible compared to like around in and around the city. It was like no competition, not to some like Yeah, day. yeah, one hundred percent. I always but, thought I always thought Village had a decent pizza. Yeah, Village decent. was all right. Pizza I Factory, I didn't love. 
I think that was like a if your family went to Pizza Factory, you loved Pizza Factory. We never went, so it wasn't that pizza, wasn't my cup of tea. Pizza factories, Pizza Factory just had generic Greek pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't which is, which which at the most is like a fifty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the no, best not great. Pizza, the Greek the best Greek pizza you'll ever have is maybe a sixty. It's yeah. thick. It's heavy. It's very well done. It just sucks ass. I you think it also skews because uh, living down here, there's no good pizza. There's like legitimately one really? good pizza place in all of Nashville. Really? But there must and be so, barbecue with a wazoo. Oh, fried chicken, the whole night. Like you want some biscuits? Yeah, that whole thing. But like that whole Italian lane of stuff, it's tough to mm-hmm. find. Yeah, man. It's, it's, I think that that's eventually going to be like a thing, like the, one of the most profitable kind of like branched out business moves is going to be like, trying to franchise some kind of Italian place down in like Nashville, down Atlanta, Atlanta, exactly somewhere you, anywhere where you can bring something that isn't abundant elsewhere. Cause it's, yeah, Yeah. that's, I am, I'm, and I'm fascinated because I meet so many people from our neck of the woods, from Massachusetts, New York, whatever. And I'm like, why is there not, why is there not Italian food here? There, there should be, look at the way that like Luigi's pizza did it out at UMass. You went to UMass, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I'm not Luigi's, Antonio's, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, Antonio's. The guy's name is fucking, sorry, the guy's name that owns it is fucking Luigi, I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, look at them. Yeah. The guy went out to UMass, a place that had no presence of Italian food. They ate fucking Quaker oats and potatoes out there, <laughs> right? And just, of an Italian, and just opened a decent Italian place. The guy's been there for like 40 years. Yeah. And it's like, it's nothing crazy. It's nothing special. It's not the best pizza you ever had, but it's there. Their pizza is so average. It's not even funny. It's yeah. average. It is an average piece of pizza, I would say. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Not that when, it's terrible. It's just average. It's average. Know? But when you're drunk, it's above average. Probably. And Business the other model. thing, the other, right. And the other thing is like, UMass has the best food court I've ever been to in my entire life. Oh, but uh, just, just, just special. I think I, I, mean, I put on 30 pounds in college. You did? Yeah. What did you, what did you leave high school at? Uh, 155. I graduated college at 185. And you're what, 5'11? Uh, yeah, around there. About that, right? You're like a little bit taller than me, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, that sounds so all right. You weren't, so you weren't fat i would say you just kind no of like filled up. i was skinny fat was what i was right okay yeah I got you. so we've, Did you play we've been ball out there no i didn't i should have but i ended up i actually ended up playing for the rams for a year oh yeah that's right yeah i think How it was, was like that? the year after you left yeah it was yeah i got I a mean, different opinion on the rams to be honest hey with you. I mean, yeah like, no fair enough um yeah no no i listen i played for the rams for seven years some of those seasons were the funnest I've ever had playing baseball. Um, just me and their head coach, just the way that like our relationship kind of like broke off and ended without any type of like conversation closure or anything like that. And kind of like the standard that I was held to compared to like other guys on the team. Yeah. Um, I could go on for a little while about that, but um, we had some fun. Well, you know, I had a bunch of fun. I still root for that. Like, I- I'm happy that they, you know, the guys on that team, you know, the guys I came in with, Joey Martin and Bull and them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just, uh, that they won. I- I'll say just a team of good dudes. Like, I don't think there were many people on that team that were, like, not fun to hang around with. No, no. It's a fun group of guys. No, it was a fun group. No doubt. Um, 
I thought a couple guys were a little bit wishy-washy. I mean, maybe towards me, maybe they just weren't that type of guy. I was a very vocal and expressive dude. Like, yeah. you know, I would stand up for my team. Like, I, 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 you know, I try to be like a hands-on, supportive, like teammate. You know what I mean? Other guys aren't like that. And you know what? That's probably like something I just didn't realize. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, also, for me, I was like, I was just fucking happy to be riding the bench, fucking packing mm-hmm. dingers and fucking off and then drinking beers after the game it was it was just kind of like uh i wanted to because for me it was the opposite where like high school baseball kind of left a sour taste in my mouth so i was like i want to go back why is and that do that's it. a very that's very interesting to hear why is that coach justin spur is a fucking scumbag in my opinion um so i did here's not my opinion like him spur. i'm gonna tell you about spur i met spur actually he was umping a game that i was playing in in babe ruth once and that's like where I met him. Then he became the our assistant my senior year, and he was pretty cool as an assistant. I got to give him yeah. a little bit of credit. But like he was pretty cool as an assistant, even if he do like cringy ass shit in practice. Like he would like put himself in and bet in BP at like the end of BP. Oh, and, and he'd be like, just, "We're staying until I hit a home run." And I was like, "Literally, Coach, I want to go like, home." What are you doing? I'm like, "What are you, buddy? What are you doing? <laughs> like, are you shitting me?" You're up here taking G-hacks to show high school kids you can hit a home run. Give me a fucking break. Get I off. homework fucking... to do, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, get out of here, bro. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Wake up. You know what I mean? Like, read the room. Nobody gives a fuck if you can hit a home run. No one yeah. cares. <laughs> none, of, none of us care. I promise you, no one gives a fuck. Like, yeah. so dumb. And I'm like, dude, this is like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Um, but as far as like, you know, like a bench coach president's senior year, he was really cool. Um, I will literally never forget after you guys won the state title. I see him at um, the high school football game, the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. game, yeah, the yeah. next season. And I'm like, hey, congratulations, coach. Like, what's up? This, then the thing. And like, we, you know, we get through like the niceties and like the, the whatchamacallit, like the, this, that, and the other thing, yeah, right? Small talk. And I'm like, and he's like, so you want to know how we did it? I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. Like, what's up? Sure. He's like, uh, I went and scouted Harwich uh, by myself, just like alone on the sidelines. Figured I'd go see what they were all about. He's like, and uh, I saw their second baseman let a couple of balls go through with like his legs, you know, that he was kind of like a poor defender. So I told our team leading up that week in practice that we were going to try and hit the ball at the second baseman opposite field on the ground i'm like are you fucking oh, did you really just say that <laughs> like i literally had to like double take and be like did this guy really just say this like that was a real sentence me? you spoke out loud that's a real thing you said to me out loud <laughs> like you just said that was a conscious thing a cognizant thing that you guys were trying to do hit the ball the opposite field on the ground at the second baseman that's that was, how you want a state title, you fucking moron. So Are that was serious? my issue was there was just like a disconnect with his perception of how he was supposed to coach and like right. what things mattered. And then like to me, like because we were kind of like in my eyes, the the team, like our grade was like the team where we had played together all through like since T-ball. And we would we were nasty. Like we were a very good team. 
And he like coached us out of winning a state title in my eyes. You think, like, I think did we, you win it though? No. So we won it when I was a either a sophomore or a junior. We didn't oh, okay. win it when I was a senior. You graduated what 14? Yeah. So Got I think it was you. 2012. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I yeah. remember this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like there were just like a bunch of shit he did. And then there were stories about stuff he did like after we left. And so just like wrap up that whole thing. Like it was just it left a sour taste in my mouth. And then I was like, I didn't know what because like you know how you kind of have like a relationship with sports with like yeah once you played growing up where it just like left a taste in my mouth and I was like I don't really I need to go make sure that I still have that love for the game and so then for I sure. went back and played Rams and like it wasn't I didn't play that much obviously because I didn't have any tenure on the team but I think mm-hmm. I like started a game at third and like you know I got at bats here and there and whatever and it was just right. like for me it was just like oh no like I was good and like even now as like a washed up junior in college like I still am pretty decent and like right. I still love the game yeah and I was absolutely. like okay now I can tie a bow on it and then I couldn't play and it's been tough to find a league down here or anything but it's still right. just like I would love to go back yeah and I think that's sometimes too as far as like um as far as like how my high school career went, uh, I, you know, I, I had, I think fondly back on high school baseball, like often, you know what I mean? We had a different coach. Roe was our coach. Yeah. Um, different guy from a different era. Uh, definitely. Rest he's still that coach in Newburyport now, but like oh, he's nope. definitely changed. Who um, am I thinking of that died? Bill that died. Um, who died? The basketball coach, Rowinski. Oh, Mike Rowinski. Yeah, yeah. Rowinski was a good dude. He used to come to our practices and just, like, hang out with us because he was, like, a baseball guy, first and foremost, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he was, like, a big baseball coach out in, like, Michigan and shit, like, where he was from. Like, he was a good dude, you know what I mean? Um, at least to us. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, the only thing I think of, and I think of it often, is, like, what if we did win the whole title that year, junior year? Like, what if we did, you know, what if we had a little more team chemistry in my senior year? Yeah. Because um, in senior year, us seniors were all, like, just very different. And it just never clicked fully the way it should have. We were still, like, overall a better team, too, than we were a jun- as, like, junior. We went, like, 15-5 and five my senior year. Dude. We were nasty. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what I mean? But just didn't have that, like, senior camaraderie. Like, that super, yeah. super close senior camaraderie. Like, dude, like, we had the best senior group ever my junior year. Conti, Slattery, yep. Josh Ingram, those dudes. It was just, like, it was special. Yeah. You know what I mean? So thankful, like, any time, like, I'm having a rough day or something, I think back on that shit, and I'm like, thank God I got to experience what that was like. Yeah. Because going on a run like that, a deep tournament run, dude, we were on, we lost in our seventh game. Yeah. That's, That's how many games we had to play. Like, <laughs> seventh game in the tournament we lost in you know what i'm saying and if we won we would have had to play two more and win those holy shit that's how big the division was it was fucking crazy yeah. back in the day too crazy you shouldn't have to be in the, the quarterfinals technically in your seventh game yeah like what are we that's playing a full insane. fucking division series here we, we almost played a whole half a season yeah in a state <laughs> tournament you know what I'm saying? It really is crazy Wild. to think of it. We should have won the state tournament two games before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like your fifth game. It's crazy. You know what I mean? But that Newburyport game to wrap up, I guess, this hap- this 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 um baseball segment is like I remember that day. I had gotten into the lineup like my fifth, the fifth game of the season, because Dan Nelk got hurt. 
and we had nobody to play first base. I walk up to Rowan. I'm like, Hey, I grew up playing first base. Cause up to this point, I didn't really have a spot in the field. Yeah. Like I was playing like right field. I would fill in at third base and shit and practice and stuff. Um, but yeah, go over to first kind of doing really well. I'm hitting the ball pretty well. I stay in there the rest of the year. Um, and it goes pretty well. I think I hit 320 on the year, 321. Hello. Obviously, got hot in the tournament. I had the game-winning hit against Arlington Catholic, our second or third game, I want to say. Um, I had another game-winning hit earlier that season against Wilmington, which was a big win for us because that was a really good team. Um, and then Newburyport, we get to this game. I remember we had beaten North Reading 2-1 to one in an absolute nail-biter the game before that at Frazier. It was crazy. Yeah. This year, that season brought me some of the craziest baseball games that, like, so loaded with talent on the field from both yeah. sides, just crazy. You would have soaked it up because you're a baseball guy and you love to compete. Love it. I mean, you would have been in your glories just to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it was just crazy. We would like, like go said, to not to games that weren't our games, like, but, but right. And bro, like, you got to think of it this way, dude. Like, every game that you rolled out there to play, it was like an event. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there were crowds there it, cheering nonstop the whole game. Everybody's into it like back and forth. Great plays on defense, big hits, big pitches. Not like, dude, the, just the best thing for any kid that could ever experience yeah. it really from a baseball perspective. Right. And you come out of those and you come out of that stuff like just a better player. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter if you went over three with three strikeouts. Doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? You, like You've been in better. that moment. You've been in that moment. You know what it's like, and it's special. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, so we beat North Reading. And I remember we saw on the scoreboard before we got there that Newburyport had beaten Swampscott like four to three. Yeah. So we're like, all right, we got Newburyport. Let's do this. And they had kind of had our number to that point. They were kind of like a big brother deal. You know what I'm saying? Like they were Newburyport. They had, they were like a rich town. They had a bunch of kids. Dude, they had like seven kids that went on to play like collegiate sports in that yeah, starting yeah. lineup. I think um, that was like every year, dude. Because like that was always the same relationship with us with the report. They were loaded. They yeah. were loaded. Yeah. Um, and I remember June. It was June sixth, two thousand nine, right? <laughs> um, and graduation was that day. So we had the, we we literally went to like graduation. At like we all went at like nine in the morning to watch like our senior buddies graduate. And like went over to Conti's backyard, chilled there for a little while, then went to the locker room, got dressed, and then came out and took BP. Like after they cleared everything off, and, like got ready to go to the game, right? And I remember taking warm up swings, and my bat just felt incredible coming through the zone, oh. like I had never felt before in my life. It's impossible like, to explain, but you're just like, just, holy shit. Dude, it just, it not, there's not a hitch. It was just, boom, boom, right through the zone every single time. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck this feel Like, I feel fucking really good today. So we get to the field. My first at bat, I'm starting at first base. And then my first at bat comes up. Ryan O'Connor is pitching for new report. He was a sophomore at the time. This lefty yeah. kid, he probably threw like high 70s, had a really good curveball, really good changeup. Yeah. Um, went on to play at Bentley. He was a dynamite player. Ended up having yeah. like a great high school career, good college career. Like, dude played at Bentley. Like, yeah, was good, right? Not a big deal. Not a big deal. No, no. 
kid, kid played legit ball, right? And I remember he threw, like, the first pitch was a ball. Second pitch, he threw, like, a middle and fastball that I missed by this much. I pop it up, sky-high pop-up, and, like, the ball came down, like, at the fence, and their catcher muffed it. He dropped it. Oh. It would have been a tough play. Like, it yeah, would have yeah. been a tough play. Like, it was a weird play. You know, you're right there at the fence. You don't know, is the ball going to hit the fence? Like, you have no idea, right? So I'm thinking to myself, okay, if this kid throws me this pitch again, I am fucking ripping this shit. Yeah. The next pitch, he throws the exact same pitch. Boom. See you later. Left center gap, 380, maybe yeah. a little bit more because the fence was like 370. See ya. Right. I, I never hit a home run in my life. Literally my first home run ever. Uh, <laughs> never hit a home run in my life. And mind you, they had Kyle LeBlanc in center field. Yeah who was the fastest, a top five fastest kid in the state at that time. Yeah. I'm like, this kid's going to run this ball down and catch this. And I just absolutely hammered this ball. And then I look, I, I like, I was rounding second with my head down. And then I just heard everybody go nuts. And I pick my <laughs> head up and look in the outfield. And he's just like looking back at the infield. I'm like, oh my fucking God, I just went deep. You know what I'm saying? So I get around first. Everybody's like, meet me at home plate. It was nuts, right? Second at back comes up. I walk. Third at back comes up. Ryan O'Connor is still pitching. I forget what happened. I forget what happened. Then he throws me an up and in fastball. And that's, if you watch the YouTube video that my yeah. mother took, it's of the second home run. Yeah. So it, it almost felt like I got jammed. Shout out to BSR bats. Because if it was a BB core bat, this might not have gotten out of the out of the BB the core was the worst, bro. Yeah. I kind of felt like I got jammed, but I hit this ball like really high in the air and like pretty decent into the outfield. And I think honestly, like the wind carried it out a little bit, but fucking yeah. whatever. Um, and I actually hit the fucking bullseye on the scoreboard that was out there, <laughs> like the fake one. Yeah. yeah, it was sick. So, and then I'm like this fucking, and then the same thing happened. I'm like just running around second. I'm like trying to find the ball and then it was just gone. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. I just went fucking deep twice. This is insane. The entire the stands are going absolutely ballistic at this point. <laughs> like ballistic at this point. Then I remember they got a run back. The last inning was like the craziest. When I tell you the most nerve clenching edge of your seat inning, the bottom of this seventh inning that you have ever been a part of in your entire life. They got to run back a couple runs, things before. And then my fourth at bat, I walked, by the way. And a little nightmare fuel about this. They bring in this kid, Tommy Morris, to pitch. And I know, I know, I know. I'm like, this kid is going to throw me up, get me over curveball first pitch. I was this close to swinging at it. But I knew I would have got shit on if I swung at it and, like, rounded out. This kid threw me an absolute lollipop first pitch. I could have put this ball in fucking Maine. And I would have had three. And I would have had fucking three. Dude, I'm not shitting you. Nightmare fuel. I think about it all the time. Just like, just get me over a lot fruit loop of a curveball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I knew this was coming. I could have fucking hammered this shit. Um, whatever. Anyway, right. But, um, the first, the, the first out, they got a run back in the sixth inning. So it was four to three. Yeah. At this point, come up in the seventh, they get a guy on first. I forget what happened. Sink strikes a guy out. The second out. 
their catcher, I think, or no, McElroy. This kid, Kyle McElroy, was an absolute stud. He was their best player. Or um, I was John Isabel, their catcher or something. Pops a ball up down the first baseline right in front of their dugout. I run over. And it's like one of these weird in-between plays where I'm like, is this ball going over the dugout thing? Is it going to stay in? It's moving. And like I'm running, I'm running, and I jam on the brakes right before I get to the fence and catch the ball like right here. The fence is my cell phone. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God. <clears throat> like, like I got it. You know what I'm saying? Like I was jacked up. Second out. Third out could not have been any better. Ryan O'Connor rolls over, gets jammed on a pitch, literally one hop, sink, boom. And when I tell you the throw over happened in maybe 0.72 miles an hour speed, <laughs> I'm like, you were going at like two frames per second. <laughs> don't drop this ball. Don't drop this ball. I watch it all the way and hits my glove, dude. The ump goes, yeah, dude, when I tell you, you have never seen people go more <laughs> ballistic in your entire life. You were Doug McCavage and he was Keith Folk. 100% I was Dougie. I was Dougie Metz. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. And Sink is Keith Folkski right there. You know what I'm saying? And when I tell you, dude, I, I, it was the biggest, like, monkey off your back. Oh, yeah. Breath of fresh. You finally won the fucking big one. You know what you I'm saying? It. Like, you finally won it. Yeah. And it was just like, in, in your whole life in Georgetown, you're always like confident beating like some of the local teams. Yeah. And then I don't care what anybody said, there was absolutely this like mentality that like we weren't meant to beat those bigger like Newbury yeah. or Masco, yeah. those yeah. schools and stuff, right? And we had finally <laughs> fucking done it. And it was just like, oh my God, like what, dude, we had like Joey Espel out there, Ant raising the trophy. They brought out this giant trophy, not giant, it was like this big, little Massachusetts yeah. State one. Dude, the, the, the fact that you got to, like, hold a trophy and, like, hold it up was just, like... Insane. In, just insane, dude. Yeah. Just insane. Like, it was the, it was the best day of my life. Really That's was fucking the best awesome. Day of my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it was just absolutely in, incredible. Fun fact, I miss... too. What? What'd you say? No, I was going to say, fun fact. The game after us was Gloucester versus St. John's Prep. Guess who was pitching for St. John's Prep? I have no idea. Pat Connaughton. Oh, really? Yeah. Sitting, Bucks, at, a legit, uh... sitting at 93, I want to say. Holy this kid shit. was pumping shed. <laughs> dude, Pat Connaughton got drafted. He got drafted in the fourth round by the Orioles, dude. He was legit at the prep pitching-wise. Like, he would absolutely be in the show right now if he played baseball. Did you know that the prep is the only school in America that has a uh, an athlete in all of the four major sports? I did not know that. And that is a fascinating stat. Yeah. That is a truly fascinating stat. I wonder who each athlete is. Obviously the prep is, I mean, basketball is Pat, but I wonder it's, who everyone uh, else is. It's uh fucking, there's a kid oh, on the oh, Rangers. Oh, a kid on the Rangers or is it Mike Yastrzemski? Did Mike Yastrzemski go to the prep? No, the Rangers hockey. Oh, the Rangers. Oh, Colin Blackwell. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like and their fourth line center. Yeah, I watched him play in the state championship it, game it, one game. He was I'm the best player on the sure, ice. I'm pretty sure it is Mike Yastrzemski, and then I forget who the one in the NFL is. It's some kid on the Pats, though. Is it really a kid that yeah. went to the prep? Yeah. That's shocking. Well, let me Good see if I can him. find it. That's friggin' dope. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's like such a like random, cool statistic. 
or like the fact that it's a school in Massachusetts of all places is yeah. like crazy. Wow, you, know, you would, would think like a Florida like and Arizona or something. Yeah, Texas, something <clears throat> like yeah. that, right? You know Wild. what I mean? Um, oh, damn. But yeah, man, high school baseball was the best time of my life, dude. And it was I wish I could insane. go back and play high school sports. Oh, I think Sometimes. so. I, I do, especially with the mentality where I'm at now. I yeah. never realized back then how much anxiety used to actually affect me. You don't realize <laughs> it until later. You know what I'm saying? When you're a much more like mentally healthy human being and you have such like a broader grasp and view you of the world. Matured enough to like process it. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just like, back then you're just like just trying to do things yeah you have no realm of like how to process anything how to um what's the best way to put this segment or uh you know what i'm trying to say kind of like organize shit segment yeah, emotions yeah. And things you're just yep. like trying to do whatever through whatever you're feeling and you're also I just like, like absolutely ripping through puberty at the same time and you're like i oh, don't know too, what bro. the yeah, fuck your, is your happening hormones are all over the place your body is changing you're a fucking yeah. emotional mess you know what i'm yeah. saying like you know you're just a fucking you, you're just you're a kid you know you're a fucking kid and it's, it's just like it's crazy you know trying to think that i wish i could go back with like the mentality that i have now i would have got drafted 100 percent just because of like how focused and like knowing what you have to do to be, I'm not saying like, obviously I'm speaking in hyperbole, but I'm just saying like, I think of what I could have done back then. If I, you know, with a, a half of the, the, the perspective and view on the world that I have now, you know what I'm saying? So absolutely. I'm trying to, I think it's Jake Burt is the kid who's on the paths. Jake Burt. Yeah. Is he a tight end? Is it Jake Butt? No. Um, let me see if I can what, just Google him. I'm stuck. What on is he, f- by the way? Like, what what is he like position wise? That's what I'm trying to find. I got fucking into. He went to BC. Um. He played for yeah. So he played for BC. If it's Jake Burt, then I think his brother used to work with my dad. His brother's name's Declan, and he also goes to BC. Yeah. Okay. So he. He wasn't selected in the 2020 draft, but he signed as an undrafted free agent with the Patriots. That's still sick. He, Good he's, a, he's a tight end. Yeah, he is a tight yeah, end. Yeah, then that's, that's Declan Burt's brother. Yes. Yeah. I remember because him and his two brothers played football. They were like big yeah. football players. So Declan transferred from Bryant, I think, BC to play tight end also. And I remember him saying his brother was also a tight end. Yeah, his brother. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy that that's him. So weird. That is so nuts, weird. man. Um, <laughs> and you- the same school that produced bro- Bo Burnham. Rep just cranks them up, bro. They really do, man. Like nobody's business. Subculture of people, man. That's just crazy, you know? All right. Um, let's, how, uh, so how, are you, how are you liking TikTok? That's, uh, I mean, so t- my relation with TikTok is I'm trying to, I guess, adapt to that sort of format. Cause like I was saying to you, like it's tough to put something as long form as this and like clip it down to 60 seconds. Like that's Mm -hmm. a tall task for anything. So I've kind of been trying to like figure out how to make that happen or even just do other stuff. That's kind of like going off of that. Um, But the engagement is insane as far as like just posting something and having basically no followers, but still getting like, 600 700 views on it it's dude i i listen gary v isn't lying when he says the the two most or the two 
best platforms for organic reach on social media that exist in this planet are TikTok, and you'll never guess what the other one is. You wouldn't think of it as a social media platform, but it is. LinkedIn? Yep. I don't know. Is it actually? Yeah, it's LinkedIn. Yeah. Yep. Nice nail right there. There you go. First try. (laughs) Yeah, man. As far as getting a piece of content organically seen, the best part about TikTok, dude, it's fucking free. Yes. The app is fucking free. I keep telling people this. If you're not on TikTok, if you're a business and you're not on TikTok, you're a content creator, nothing. People's lives literally change over the course of like a week, sometimes overnight. uh, That fucking kid that does the impressions of the Italian dads. Or Nikki Cassano. Nikki Cassano. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a North, um, Long Island kid. Staten Overnight. Island. Overnight. Yeah. Blew the fuck up. He was on KFC yep. Radio like two weeks ago. Oh, was he really? Yeah, went from being like I nobody. I KFC Radio now. I like it. It's like not the same, but I've gotten back into it because like with work, I just listen to so many podcasts because I'm just out on the road all day. Right. So it's like I just crew. I I. I enjoy it because it's like two and a half hours of content. I know I'm going to enjoy. And it's okay, like, right. sometimes I just need a filler. Right now. What, what did he say about TikTok and stuff like that? Cause he, his, he was one of the first people I remember seeing on TikTok. He was just like, basically he was saying that his experience was like, he just um, kind of wanted like, he was just making videos to like make his friends laugh. And then one day he like posted on TikTok. And then he kind of kept doing it. And then one day he just like hit on that. I think it was, yeah. um, was it the like uh, sports dad or the baseball dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That blew up. And he was like, I posted it. And then I went to bed and I woke up in the morning and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That's how my first million view video went. Yeah. I, I put out a, it was a literally like a Rotten Tomatoes, like movies you should watch video. Yeah. Like a movie recommendation. I thought nothing of it. It's always yeah. the video you least expect. You just like, like throw away. Yeah. Literally nothing. I made a video. My second, my, my third biggest video ever was one from like three weeks ago. And it was literally me recording myself being like, hey, I don't know about you guys, but uh, it's 9 p.m. at night and I can't wait to eat tomorrow. <laughs> and that, it's, it's got like 265,000 views. Yeah. It's crazy. Wild. You know what I mean? But TikTok, so, the other thing with TikTok is like your followers almost don't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean shit. It's your views. It doesn't. The app, the app. I mean, yeah, it's a nice little like scale of like success for like people yeah. who like, I guess, like wanted to fuck with you. I think I, it's I'm also like, in terms of monetization, I think it's important because it's like I sure. have this base. Like you can kind of use it as a number sure. to be like, these are the people that are going to be for sure seeing my videos. But right. I think other than that, in terms of general, like reach it doesn't actually indicate much but it's funny you say that tiktok unless you have followers all from the same niche which is why i told you in the beginning i'm like listen tiktok is all about i hate to say this but it's a chinese-based company right yeah china's what a communist country right yeah the algorithm operates for tiktok exactly the same way if you are like a comedian and you do skits you need to keep doing skits. If you do true crime conspiracy videos, you need oh, to keep doing them. I see. You what do you're like saying. horror film analysis. You, you got to stick to a, a theme, a motif. You have to stick to your job. Yeah. Like if you were a dentist in a communist country, you're a mechanic, you're a doctor, a, uh, a blacksmith, whatever, right? Yeah. 
that's how that works. That's how the algorithm works. That's why it's taken me so long to grow because I continue to just do different things and I treat my personal account like exactly that. Like I just post whatever I want. If it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I have a bunch of videos on there that have like 550 views. You know what I'm saying? Go look at my page right now. You'll see like, meh, 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 meh. And it's not that it's bad. It's just that the, 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 the algorithm will send specific content to people who followed you based on another piece of content that they saw you post. Yeah. Like if I post true crime shit right now, if this makes any sense, it will go immediately to the people who followed me from that big true crime conspiracy video I did like four months ago. You know what I'm saying? It won't go to the people who follow me just for like Boston stuff. Sports stuff or whatever. Right. Or sport, whatever, right. Film stuff that I do. You know what I mean? It's like that. So have um, you, how, how have you found that uh, hashtags impact your, like, have you found that those are huge in terms of what? So don't use too many. You want to use two broad hashtags. You want to always use the trending hashtag. Yeah. And then like four, like kind of specific ones. Okay. You know what I mean? Like dogs is a broad hashtag. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But like golden retrievers is a specific specific, hashtag. And then the trending ones you always want to use. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's interesting. They're for for everybody to use. Yeah. 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 Because I've always found that I guess my knowledge of like hashtags is based off of Instagram, which I think is a completely different algorithm. than 100%. Like I don't think radically it's, I don't think different. hashtags have anything to do with anything on Instagram. No, they're just like for I fun. I think they literally do nothing. Nothing. It's weird. It's weird. It, it is weird. I think they do absolutely nothing. I'm not kidding you. Um, and yeah, but TikTok, they're like just about everything. Yeah, they help no, that I, algorithm. They they're the most hands on hashtag friendly app that exists out there. Like it, it tells them where to send your shit. Yeah, you know it's saying? it's honestly it's brilliant, and I'm it is. it's something that I think um, like we obviously talked about it, but then I think I've kind of dabbled. With, I was distracted for a minute, um, but I think I'm gonna start an effort because I think that it makes a lot of sense to just like kind of pick one thing and stick with it and keep pumping content, and like it's not like I need to make content fresh. Like I just have to reappropriate the content that we're already putting out and just make it into exactly. a format that's functional for TikTok. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that TikTok is going to help your podcast. So yeah. Fucking much podcast clips are massive huge. on that platform. Huge, huge, huge. Like if you're not, actively using tiktok to promote your podcast you are just not you're just not doing what you need to do to get your shit out there to the most amount of people yeah like there are billions of people on sap because like Like, i said i did a a live stream i did a live a couple of weeks ago on tiktok some random person comes in the chat and they're like yo is this marco nobody calls me that now unless you like know me and grew up yeah yeah. you would know me as marco nobody else knows me as that you know what i'm saying because me and you grew up in the same town we've known each other since fucking way back right I'm like, yeah, who the hell is this? He's like, oh, this is Andrew Zambella, bro. Like, what's up? I haven't seen this kid since legitimately 2006. (laughs) That's incredible. I'm like, holy shit. And I knew his brother. His brother, Anthony, was a year younger than me. He went to St. John's Prep. Yeah. Good dude. And I know his mom, too. Rose, I think her name is or something like that. Nurse. But, like, I hadn't seen this kid since, like, legitimately 2005, 2006. Like... 
12 years, 13 years ago. And this dude just randomly is in my live on TikTok. It is nutty. Nutty. So weird. Um, everyone is on that app, man. Everyone's yeah. on there. I mean, it's like really I just – I fucking – at the end of the night, I just get real high and lay in bed and watch TikToks until my brain turns off. That's and what it's everyone like, does, man. I everyone mean, does that. It's the best. You find the weirdest shit. Like, There's I, so, so much I think, content on the app. There's so I think much shit. We should – first of all, the adult swim – trend that's going on right now what is, is that so it's like you know how adults swim when they'll like cut to commercial or something they'll do this like weird like kind of like montage almost and then like somewhere yeah, like it'll pop up with the adult swim logo yeah and then they'll like okay. cut away to commercial people are recreating it like on their own and it's that's cool. fascinating it's, it's cool because... right isn't it cool it's dope shit dude like that's and, cool like, as fuck the other day, it was like, um, I want to see if I can find it, but, oh, it's this kid who draws with an oscilloscope, which I guess is like, you probably in yeah. some, uh, like, math equation, and it's like a dot on, it's like an old-fashioned computer monitor, and it's yeah. a dot that speeds up, and it draws things, but it also makes a certain sound frequency. And it's insane. And I just, I went, I spent like 30 minutes, just like really high, just watching <laughs> yeah, these videos. Because yeah, I was like, this is the crazy, coolest bro. shit ever. Yeah, it really like, is insane. It's, and like, I was like, I don't, I don't know where else I would have possibly ever even found the word nowhere. oscilloscope in literally nowhere. day-to-day life. Literally nowhere, bro. Like, <laughs> the, the app has so, I, I, I say this to people all the time, because my biggest hesitation about the app before was like, I don't, I'm like, I'm not going on some like kids, teen, like teenage dancing app with like Charlie no, everything. doing like Corvette, Corvette, stupid yeah. shit. I have no interest in any of that. No, right. No. So, but then the more I got into the app and like using it, there's something for everybody. Whatever you want to get off that app, you will find. One like, of the things that I was, I want to bring up for our top five, but sure. I'm going to throw it away because I don't think I'm going to pick it is. There's an account I follow called Golf Course Maintenance, and it's just videos of people maintaining a golf course, like just like cutting the fucking holes. Golf like people will trimming. probably eat that shit up, dude. Dude, it's yeah. but it's like it's like ASMR and golf, and I'm like, right. this is so fantastic. And it's but right. I'm like, how is this even like a lane of like social media? Like, who was like, you know what? This is what <laughs> you know why? Because there's there's a ton of people on there that do like construction work. Yeah, like landscaping stuff like dude like people are interested in literally anything like anything you know what i'm saying think about how many different things people do out in the world every day I there's mean, something for everybody out there you know what i'm take saying the number of people in the world and then multiply it by like three three exactly right exactly. everyone has at least three interests yep thank you exactly which equates Boom. to 18 billion different fucking things I'm going to take the over. Yeah. Over might even be over, right? <laughs> Six billion, seven billion people, however many people on this planet, right? Yeah. Um, as far as top five TikTok accounts go, you go first. Okay. Um, okay. So, first overall, I think I'm taking, I think I'm taking finding Namesh. Do you know Namesh Patel? Yeah. He's very, he is, I, I fuck with his style. He's like that deadpan, like Indian guy. Right. Yeah. 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 And he has yeah, he's like, funny first of all, his jokes are incredible. And second of all, the way he's kind of co-opted 
like turning stand-up comedy bits and routines and sets into these shorter form things i think is brilliant absolutely you know he's he's using the app the right for what it's for exactly you know what I'm and like, he's he's definitely built an audience like he could probably mm-hmm. tour just off of what he's built on TikTok. thousand percent you know why his whole account is him doing those bits it's just doing st- it's him riffing it's him doing the stand-up sets it's him Crowd setting work, up jokes it's, it yeah exactly. it's multiple he's funny. He's videos funny of different yep. parts of a whole joke for Fantastic. sure yeah for sure and it's entertaining what the guy's funny he's yeah. a funny dude yeah yeah you know who's number two um god damn probably uh deep tom cruise what is that is, is a, that like a deep it's a deep fake tom cruise account oh it is guy. the deep fake tom cruise account i was literally just gonna say that i don't want to sound like an idiot i thought it was something else oh it actually is that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's like oh. spot on he has a really fucking good impression of it but then I okay. don't know how he does the deep fake, but it is legitimately Tom Cruise. Okay, so the deep fake shit legitimately creeps me out on a molecular level. It's, I think yeah. it's dangerous shit. I'm not gonna lie. It's a it's a slippery slope. I really do think it's dangerous shit for like how people like it, it's just dangerous shit. Like that's like weird shit. It shouldn't exist in my opinion. Like at any in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I I'm really like fully against the whole deep fake thing. Cause that, that, you know, granted there's going to be a way to tell and like, you can yeah. tell if you look close, Yeah, but, but like that could be used for some dangerous shit, like making a celebrity or someone like blackmail. Like particip- yeah. Look like they're participating in some like illicit activity or something. Yeah. So yeah. What do you got? Three? Slippery slope. I think it's cool. Um, on some levels, but it's also insanely creepy. Sure. Number three, I'm going with it's Daniel Mack. Not familiar. He's the dude that walks up to cool cars and goes, hey, I love your car. What oh, do you do for a living? Yeah, I love that. Love his shit. Because I yeah. love cars. So that's uh-huh. like a that, that surface level. That's and then cool, I think it's man. fascinating to find out. I just never paid attention out. if that was the name of the account. I've seen yeah. a million of the videos, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I fuck with him. And, and like he also has found so many ways to like think outside the box and get people to like play along with his stuff. And mm-hmm. I just think it's all around cool. For sure. Um, number four, I think I'm on. I'm going with Ty Bridgewater. He's the kid that reviews uh, people making iced coffee. And like kind of, he kind of has like a Canadian accent kind of deal. And he's like, oh, you get. It's a TikTok thing, man. Like, I hate to say it like that, but it is. It is. It cracks me up, though, because he'll be like, he'll be sitting there. He always just films them like laying in his bed with like the camera at an abysmal angle. Like I would not recommend using that camera angle anytime, but he'll just be like, Oh, you got a, a lot of drizzle there, bud. Um, Oh, uh, quite a, quite a bit of ice. Uh, and we're going with a a Starbucks cold brew and like just goes on and on and on. And then if it doesn't have drizzle, he always just rates it a five out of 10, (laughs) which I think is hilarious. Got to gotta have the drizzle on the coffee. <laughs> that is hysterical. I got to check them out then. Um, and then that? I think, what were you going to say? No, no, you go ahead. I was waiting for five. Okay. Number five is uh, Kuzbane. He's this like weird DJ. He looks like he does like a ton of blow. And he has like one of those like uh, fucking like bull nose rings. And he just has like a mustache and really long hair. And he makes these wacky fucking mashups of songs, but they're like so goddamn good. Really? 
it'll be like the weirdest like 70s pop hit like over some new school like beat from like a new pop song and they just That's hilarious it's perfect and i love yeah, that whole lane you know, of like music tiktoks where people mm-hmm. like are like identifying samples and like doing all that kind of stuff love that shit so i gotta give a shout out to the Oh, you gotta, you gotta follow Jared Germain then. He does all like decoding music samples and it's like crack. You gotta watch that's Jeff the shit Jared I get Germain. into. A yeah, I'll send you the account tonight. You're, you'll be hooked. If that's what you're into, you'll love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, so, I'm pumped. Am I going with the top five right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, number five is probably going to be like uh this kid jdac 2016 he's been on the app he's like a like a like a 15 year old kid like a fat 15 year old kid and like <laughs> every video he does <laughs> it's just so stupid like he like he says the punchline to whatever like his joke is and then he makes this face like he's about to start hysterically crying and the video ends that's literally all this fucking kid does. And it's hilarious because he holds the phone like this close away from his face. And he's obviously got this big, and he's obviously got this big fat face. <laughs> and it's just fucking hilarious. Every single time he does it, it's funny. Like all like he'll be like, he'll be like, yeah, I said tomato and she said tomato. <laughs> and then like cuts the video off. And dude, it's, just, it's just so fucking funny. I, I don't know what's so funny about it, but it's hysterical you know it's also the fascinating thing about tiktok is it's refining our like own knowledge of what our sense of humor is because it's like these weird specific things that make us laugh every time and we're like i don't know why this is like one of the things that gets me going but it is oh absolutely i don't doubt it at all no i I agree (laughs) with you completely i agree with you completely um Number four would probably have to be, um, I'm trying to think of who I would put at number four. Um, this girl, Fia James, does like her own like one woman skits. And one, she's hysterical. And three, she's like absolutely ridiculously gorgeous. So big fan here. She commented on one of my Killer videos. Combo. Yeah, com- commented on one of my commented on one of my videos a couple weeks ago, uh, like last week. Sent me. Um, she's great. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Number three is probably going to be. It used to be Papa Gut. Papa, I don't know if have you seen Papa Gut. I don't know. I sometimes I like don't know them off like by name. He's the big. big he's the big fat guy that's like bald with a gigantic beard. And he ba- he used to do stuff like calling like crazy le- like like far left and right political people out on like their like bullshit, and now he kind of like off okay. like the Trisha Paytas Ethan Klein route where he just like comments on internet drama. So I kind of like gravitated away from his content for that reason. Like, um, but like in the beginning he was like cool because like he would just be like, "Yo, like you're fucking insane, and this is why." And it would be like the level-headed human being's perspective on like whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. some crazy conservative opinion or some crazy liberal opinion, whatever it was, right? Yeah. Um, number two would probably be, uh, I mean, like this is, I don't know if it really counts as TikTok because I've been like, I've been a huge fan of his since Vine, but like, do you follow like Nick Coletti and Casey Fry? Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm like I like adore both of them. They like yeah. I, I just think they're both like two like the most underratedly hilarious people like out there. You know what I mean on the internet. Yeah. Um. So I would go with them at two. Number one is Kyle Gordon is great. You need to like watch Kyle Gordon. I mean, he's like a one man skit person. Um. He does stuff against green screen. He does like costumes and characters. The dude is just like absolutely hysterical. Yeah. I mean, like absolutely hysterical i mean like a true like like a true like character sketch comedian and it's yeah. hilarious i also I mean? respect that lane where like people put like the amount of time and effort and thought into some of these like 60 second videos that you would see in like an snl sketch or something absolutely like, it's that level of quality also to throw in actually instead of two i'm gonna sub out nicoletti and casey fry because it just came to me um old time this account called old time hockey it's actually not what you think i know exactly what you're talking about i am that a guy, huge fan that, of that account that guy's <laughs> videos are fucking dude they're it's just like awesome. asmr it's cooking it's asmr it you feel it's good the, it's everything dude it's just a couple of pops eh and we're going outside <laughs> to have a walk around the forest and i'm like dude yes the Canadian yeah. accent just like it, it warms my heart. Like, oh, it's fantastic, yeah, dude. It, oh, it's great, man. Like, it, I, like his videos are so fucking. And then he's playing like old school, like Nintendo games, eating popcorn, he's like NHL '94. <laughs> playing NHL nine. He's just living in like 1995 up in yeah. Canada, wherever he lives in Canada, oh. right or Michigan. I think he lives in. Yeah, yeah. And um, oh god, yeah. Old time hockey is gonna be one. Is gonna, is definitely gonna be like my number two. Facts. fantastic yeah you know what all I mean? right so i i had i had written down a bunch of like random ones that i was just gonna pick from um so i gotta give shout outs to honorable mentions skate three tommy is just videos of this dude playing skate three which is i respect that like it's him like building these elaborate skate parts and shit just to do like one trick sick it's fucking awesome um, sick. love it i brought up brought up golf course maintenance uh, yep. Dak, Dak and Seth, I don't know if you know these guys, it's this like, no. these two roommates in college, and mm -hmm. one of them, Dak, is like, like, I mean, rotund, like, he is a big boy, and the whole feed is just, they put like a fisheye lens on their phone camera, and then it's uh, Seth feeding Dak different foods, and <laughs> I don't know why, but it fucking... <laughs> And it's like real close. So you have like the perspective of the fork going into his mouth. And I'm just like, <laughs> this app has just everything on it, man. It really is insane. Like the different types of people that are like on it. You know what I mean? Um, Lil Nas X is just a goat of he's of hilarious. The whole he's, like social media terrible. across the board. He's one of the only celebrities that like really does TikTok the right way yeah. and like understands the app and like can read the people on the app. Like he's fucking yeah. hilarious. I like every single video that he does. They're all fucking hilarious. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, oh, the Jabberwockies. Like, what would you say? The Jabberwockies. Just because I love the fucking Jabberwockies. That's a forever. Oh, the like, guys who dance? Yeah. Legend. I didn't know they were on TikTok. That's so sick. Yeah. I gotta look them up. Yeah. Yeah. Just like 60 second clips of them doing different shit. And then there's this one I found the other day. It's called lc underscore pedo underscore catcher in which this guy just catches pedophiles and films it and puts it on tiktok 
that's and I don't know. That... Yep. Oh, I've it... seen him actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like exposing how they do some of that shit. Yeah, it's wild. Um, there's another one I just found called Jewgram, where it's just Hasidic Jews DJing at weddings. Uh, <laughs> 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 I like bar mitzvahs and shit. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just TikTok, man. I just there's nothing else you can really say. It's just hilarious, man. The amount of shit that just random ass shit. That's just, you know, you know, an account is hilarious when like explaining it to somebody is like funny. <laughs> I don't even have to like see a video from that account and like it's already like funny. It's hilarious. Me. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And the last one I have to give an honorable mention to is Robert Crappenson, who the whole TikTok is him just farting in various things. So, like, the other day, he farted in the office, like, diffuser, and then <laughs> put the lid back on, and the front desk why does it smell like shit in here? And then he went over, and he's like, it's the fucking diffuser. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, it's just crazy, man. This app is hysterical. I'm sorry. Like, that's just hysterical. It really, that really is freaking hilarious. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> man, man. oh my God. I, I just, it's one of the, again, just one of those accounts where like, you explain to somebody like what the account is and it's funny. Like, I don't even have to see a video. Like, I, it's just. <laughs> he goes on walks at night and he'll like wait for people to stop at a stoplight and then he'll run up and fart in their open window and then run away. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I, I can't, dude. That's just fucking ridiculous. Oh, that's just crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. God damn. Yeah. Oh my god. What else do we have here? Well, I don't do have, have much, man. That's uh. I feel like that's a real good way to to wrap this kind of thing up. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Yeah. This well, was a blast, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, like catching up fucking i feel like this is the first time we've probably ever had like a real conversation in our lives oh, yeah but hopefully Absolutely. this is the last one um yeah um, dude you're the, dude it. remember this bro you're the first ever shades world guest spot is this fucking podcast right here i've Boom. never done a podcast guest episode in my life that's uh, that's most of our guests i think we're, yeah. we're all about breaking new ground you know which is but, the best um, part it's the best part of the yeah. whole thing you know what i mean um so usually Jackson wraps up podcasts, so I'm kind of stumbling here, but um, I right. think uh, I'll just You're doing great. You are uh, doing great as well. Uh, I appreciate mm -hmm. all the stuff you're doing. I love people putting themselves out for the world to see and kind of creating like online personality. Uh, oh, yeah, keep man. it up. Keep killing it. Um, for sure. If you're down in uh, fucking Waltham, Walpole, Waltham. Uh -huh. Where's your family restaurant? Oh, Winthrop. Winthrop. If you're down in Winthrop, uh, go uh, hit up Marco's Family Restaurant. Grab some nice. seafood. What's the name of it? Go, go on the ocean. Go, go on the ocean. Um, yep. With that, peace out, you fucko. All right, boys. Peace. Only facts, I will shoot up. Baby duck if it quacks with a ruga. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate hold on, you. Hold on one second. One second. Yeah, I got to knock the three fifteen door here. Uh, there's a pancake on the counter for you. There's made pancakes. You just and.
Did you hear what my landlord, when I tell you I get the most random knocks on the door from this kid saying the most ridiculous stuff sometimes, I'm actually going to come down and stop that. I'm not going to lie. Is that what you called me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm recording. I'm, I'm doing a podcast guest spot right now, actually. It's actually hilarious. I'll come down. I, I'm, I'm literally about to wrap up, honest to God. So I'm going to come down there. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Now, my landlord's like become like one of my like best buddies, dude. I get like a great living situation up here, honestly. You know what I mean? I made That's what he days. just called me for, by the way, mid podcast. And then he just came and knocked on my door because I didn't answer his phone call. That's the type of guy he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, fuck it. To tell me there's a pancake on, on the stove. Yeah. To tell me there's a pancake that he saved for me. He's that type of guy. Top billing, come cops and billing his shots. His block shipped out and bought, and y'all feeling it. LP killing it. Killer Mike killing shit. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villain it. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away. I don't work for free. I am barely giving a fuck away. So tail begging Johnny and mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son. Now 